We are officially live. Episode number 95. Phil Heath just walks in. Come on in, Phil. Come on in, Phil. Come on in, Phil. We did. Phil just rolls up. Uh, making just rolls an up. entrance. Rolls That's up. how you make an entrance. Here you go. Uh, the the podcast you guys did over the weekend, Mr. Olympia, 200,000 people tuned in worldwide to listen to. And that was amazing. Awesome. Dude, we missed you. Yeah. Because we were thinking that you were going to do a pose down. Close down, pose down. With Mario. <laughs> and, and Roy. Let me tell you. Roy did a good job. Roy did a great job. You know, he was a former NPC competitor. He competed at an amateur show. Actually, it was one of my shows. Don't make this about Roy, please. Let's make this <laughs> about you. But he did you. a really I'm good job. I'm not even going to lie. Gerard did a good job as well. Make Thanks, this about man. you Thanks. and but the competitors. Really, yeah. It's all about muscle Madden over here. This dude's yeah. forgotten more about the uh, the human body than we'll ever know. Shout so. out to Big Rami for winning. You know, yes. shout out for Big Rami for winning. And Brandon Curry looked a little bit pissed off because I think he, he thought he could have won it. And, uh, uh, I like I like Curry's attitude, you know. Uh, uh, Rami, that's back to back for him, which is cool to that's see that hu- happen. That's huge. Yeah, that's was huge. he the favorite? Yeah, by far. Okay. Yeah. So he was the favorite. He, he was. He lived up to expectations. He's two time Mr. Olympia now, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, shout out to Big Rami. You know, um, I've said this before, but uh, after he won last year, mm-hmm. I made sure that I told him, "You have to come in better because next year they're all kind of gunning mm. for you." And it's always hard. That camera's blurry. FYI, it's always so hard to That's defend. Blurry. It's always hard to defend, right? You win one, but it's yeah. hard to defend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to Remy. But uh, you know what? I'm, I'm happy that Brandon Curry showed a little disgust with yeah, his placing. I like that. I like it too. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't just be happy. Oh, I play second. It's I like, love that. Nah, man. You yeah. should be pissed. Nobody was more mm. pissed than Hottie, man. Hottie was yeah. pissed at being third. You know, that's a look. I think during that webcast, like we all thought that Hottie had a major chance. I believe even Sean Ray and uh, Rich Gasparri, while they were doing theirs, had mm-hmm. Hottie as the most conditioned guy in the show, and he was pretty complete. Mm-hmm. It may have been a size issue, you know, because he was definitely giving up. I mean, geez, did you know that he, uh, that Rami? Can you weighed... put up the picture, Sky, just to see the top three, Mr. Olympia? Did you know that Rami weighed in at the uh, <laughs> at the press conference at three o three? Wow, he was in a suit, mind you, but I mean, you're pushing. 300 pounds. 300 pounds. Is that the biggest ever uh, to win it or no? Was Ronnie still bigger to win it? I think Ronnie was 295. And what were you when you won it? Oh, gosh. 260? No. I probably looked 260, but I was 248. Wow. Okay. So, so, I mean, you know, Hottie is definitely on. He's on the the far right. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know. But Hottie gave, like, a really good argument as to being at least second. In yeah. this, you know, because you look at the quads, you know, compared to everybody Sick. else, it's just more deep separation. But, you know, I think when you do the quarter turns and you do all the other poses, I can understand why the judges pick Rami. You know, I mean, look, at he's, he looks he like dwarfs these these massive men. Look at the size of this guy. Who? The one in the middle? The one in the middle. Yeah. That's Big Rami for you. Yeah. That's yeah. Big Rami. Did he officially change his name to Big Rami? That's his name. They now? called That's him it? that. So yeah. I met Rami like 11 years ago mm-hmm. in Kuwait and he was. Just getting ready to turn pro, I believe. He's Egyptian? Or what ju- is he? Yes. Okay. Or I think he just turned pro. I remember seeing him uh, compete, and I thought. I remember talking to Dennis James. I go, this guy just turned pro? He's like, yes. I go, okay, I got to yeah. get back in the gym. This is a guy that no definitely, shit. if he gets it together, I mean, he's going to be Mr. Olympia someday, and he did it twice. So congrats to Big Rami again. Awesome. I, I know uh, one phrase in Egyptian, because there was an Egyptian girl in high school that I was super into, so I learned uh, Anabahibik. Now that's which I guess was uh, a bastardization of like I love you, 
I have no idea. Did it work? No. No, it, it actually not. it actually means a complete difference. Does it mean so like, complete no, difference? I'm just kidding. With you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ah, you. I'm an asshole. Is what it means. All right, let's get into some stories. Let's get into some stories. Okay, we got a lot of things to cover. Chappelle got a lot of backlash for a couple comments he made. John Gruden fired slash resignation. Phil's got a few comments. I thought Man. I got some thoughts on that. Google will, Google will no, no longer allow climate uh, deniers to make money on YouTube. Uh, gas prices hit all time high. Seven years. Southwest Airlines cancels nearly 2,000 flights, and they blame it on weather. They blame it a lot of other things, but uh, they try to blame it on the rain. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely rain. something else. Right yep, Tyson Fury went against Wilder. I thought it was a sick fight, man. I watched that fight. I was blown away. CNN uh, comment was made. Unhinged CNN GOP drum, uh, dumping anthrax. In our water, Fox News is killing people. That, that was said by who? Brian? Brian, uh, the, the human thumb, Brian Stelter, yeah. Fantastic uh, commentary he's got there. More than 130 countries reach deal on corporate minimum tax, which oh, is uh, what we talked about a couple months ago. Donald Trump will never be president ever again, says renowned uh, pollster Frank Luntz. China's Xi vows peaceful uh, unification with Taiwan days after sending a surge of warplanes near the island. Blasio, Fezad, New York City, gifted and talented program. Uh, and a few other stories that we got here. But I say we start off with the de Blasio story. So de Blasio to phase out. If you want to go to page nine, uh, yeah, page nine, de Blasio, New York City. They just want to make that city better and better <laughs> to attract more people to move there. So de Blasio to phase out, New York City gifted and talented programs. This is a New York Times story. He On Friday, he unveiled a plan to overhaul gifted and talented education in New York City elementary schools, calling for sweeping changes to a highly selective program that has been widely criticized for exas- uh, exacerbating segregation in the nation's largest school system. The mayor's action attempt to address what the city has known for decades. Its gifted and talented program has controlled to racially segregated classrooms and schools for thousands of students nationwide, citywide. De Blasio has criticized for not taking forceful action to fulfill his promise of tackling inequality in public schools. The announcement comes just three months before he must leave office because of term limits, putting the fate of the plan in the hands of his successor. Adam, thoughts? So let me get this straight. He just wants everyone in the New York City school system just to be in regular classes? Yeah. No is more that what it AP is? and honors. So as someone who has taken regular classes, uh, something called academic excellence, I've been in honors classes and I've been AP classes. For anyone that's ever been in school knows that's a huge freaking difference. Uh, to give you a case example, I was by far and away the smartest person in regular classes when I took them. And I was by far and away the dumbest person in AP classes when I took those classes. So I had to like find my bearings. I had to figure <laughs> out like, I was actually pretty good at history. I couldn't read so good. So I had to get into regular, like the fact that you're just gonna lump everyone are you saying into you one wish, class. Are you saying you wish you would have never taken any AP classes so you wouldn't have felt inferior? No, Is no, no, it's, it's, you gotta understand that bottom line is, I think this is a horrible idea. I don't know if they're looking for equality yeah. or uh, what's the term that everyone's using Diversity, these days? Diversity, equity, inclusion. Maybe Inclusi- on, on a serious note, how did it feel yeah. when you went in? I've never taken AP. I've never taken okay. honors on 1.8, ESL, lifelong ESL, yeah. EFL. When you went from uh, regular class to AP and honors, what, what did you feel as a student? Well, look, when I was in regular classes, yeah. so I, I went from public school my whole life and then I, w- I got a scholarship, so I was in private school the last few years. So they just kind of were like, you did good in public school. We're going to throw you in honors classes all across the board at a school called Miami Country Day in Miami. And it was a, it's kind of like a Westminster. It's a good school. Yep. 
And I realized, oh, shit, I, I ain't we ready some for some of We friends over We had a hedge fund guy over that's extremely successful in Greenwich, yeah. and they were trying to put their kids in Miami Country Day, and they were raving about the school. Great school. Yeah. I'm very, like, lifelong contacts, great. But the point is this. I realized very quickly I was good at some stuff and not good at other stuff, and then I went down to regular. And the bottom line is this. I, I don't understand this idea. Kids work their asses off to excel in school. Now you're going to have super, super smart kids just sitting there literally dumbfounded being in regular classes. I think this is a horrible idea. So is that so basically are they saying that the curriculum will not be AP? Is that what yeah, we're saying? I, I, apparently, that what we're yeah, assuming? Making it's, it's, it's easier, that, yeah. making it easier for you to not feel inferior to others who are... So they don't want us to compete. And I think essentially yeah. that's wrong. So if you put yourself in the... Like let's let's look at both sides of the coin. Who are the kids that are like, I feel you know inferior. I feel like I'm being not included in the smart kids. So I protect my feelings and put everyone in my class. That's that kid, I guess, or they're probably not even the kid. Their parents, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Now think about the kid that's like, look, I'm working my freaking ass off here. I read every single night. I'm strategizing. I'm improving. My kids, my parents have raised me right, and now you want me to go to the just regular class? How does that help me? How does that get me AP credits actually, to get into college? Here's, here's what it I, makes no sense. Here's what I'm thinking about. Which kid actually wants this? Like, look, I'm the other kid, right? I'm mm -hmm. the kid at the bottom of the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know bottom how you said- Bottom of the said, barrel. I'm, a, I'm the bottom of the regular class. Yeah, so exactly. like, like not the, like you're saying you were the best in the regular class. I'm the bottom of the regular yeah. class. Okay, right? you're not excelling so at all. I wonder if they did this, would this make me feel more confident? Would this make me feel more special? Would this make me feel more like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing this because I was feeling very, you know, I weak. I don't even think I, those I kids care. Yeah, no, I, no, I, but I, go and think about, do yeah. those kids even care? No, You're still going to grade on a curve, yeah. right? That's, the kid's still going to get a D or an you F. say that because yeah. Gerard and I both wrote this. Exactly. I just wrote it we just now, and you wrote. Yeah, we you're gonna it. Like, still the smart are kids be, are gonna get A's. Yeah, and the dumb kids are gonna not. Yeah, are we gonna be, it goes beyond yeah. that. It goes beyond that, guys. I mean, what's happening here is you know the, the white savior complex. This is you know the the white liberal activist who's you know she's in class and she's the teacher and she's like, well, if every kid just had the resources that these kids in the AP classes had, they'd all have the same capacity. They they're they are completely and totally incapable of seeing differences between human beings. They're incapable in seeing that some people may excel in A and not excel in B. All it is is access to, to opportunity and the resources and we'll all be exactly the same. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll create nothing but a land of square pegs and square holes. It's nonsense. I mean, really what it comes down to is it shows what education, public education specifically in this country is, man. It's, 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 it's an indoctrination camp. It has nothing to do with education. It has nothing to do with improving the intellectual capacity of our next generations. In fact, I'd argue that they are putting obedience ahead of education. All they want to do is herd these people into classes and indoctrinate them politically on what they should think. They don't teach people how to think anymore, which is really all AP classes do. AP classes, now you're talking about logic. Now you're talking about philosophy. Now you're talking yeah. about they the offered, root yeah. opportunities. Yep. Did the, you take AP? I did. You took AP? Yes. Okay, so okay, Kai, I'm assuming you... Not all. Not all. But uh, you did take honors in AP class. Here's yes. the difference, okay. all right? In regular history class, they teach you what happened. In AP history, they ask you why it happened. And that is the difference. That's the major difference, yeah. okay? The major difference is this is what happened on these dates. Regurgitate this. Get it, get it right on the test so our school can get money from the state. There you go. In AP, 
It's you're already graded on a higher curve. You can have a 5.0 instead of a 4.0. So a B student in AP is still a 4.0 student. Okay, so they already get the money from the state, and it's a small amount of students that yeah. you know get into this. It's that that other side of the bell curve. But they ask you; these are the people that they start asking questions. Why? Okay, and in, I feel like in this environment, not to be crazy conspiracy theory, these people do not want kids learning how to ask the question why. They do not want a generation of people asking why this is happening, why we're doing things this way. They want people that understand obedience above all else. Well, this is just the New York City. It's not public though. School. It's, not, it's, it's, it's the, the first domino going to fall. Around. It's the start. It's the first domino to fall. I mean, San Francisco is looking to do the same thing. You think other school systems across the country are going to implement this well, in mass? How about this? The fact that Harvard was caught by having completely different uh, admission standards. Predicated on For your Asian nationality, kids, you yeah. yeah okay. it, it, Asian kids, white kids, and then everybody else after that, right? Where they, you had to you had to score so remarkably higher than other people to get mm-hmm. in. All right, the social stratification, man. Like I, I, I again, it, it goes back to everything that we're talking about. And also, on a side note, Bill De Blasio, first mayor in 100 years to not have a professional sports team win a championship in New York City. I don't think that that is, look, it, it, it's an interesting coincidence, but it goes again, like excellence is not something that they want. No. And it's amazing that whenever we're talking about equality, whenever we're talking about inclusion, it's never about lifting people up. It's always about ripping people down. Of course, they're trying to get everybody to, instead of, okay, easiest way to put it, we want you all to blend in with each other instead of stand out. Mm. You're supposed to have standouts. So what you're saying is to encourage these people, fan their flames, push them, push them, push them, because you don't want to be the stumble bum, is what we would say back in you know my right. day, you know, which means like you're going to be one on the corner doing stupid shit. Well, Pat, let me but ask you. But you definitely got to focus on these things because it's very imperative. Like, and what about the kids that want to excel mm-hmm. and get college credit while they're in high school? My younger brother did that. He was Phi Theta Kappa at 16 years old. So he was exceptional, right? Who's pushing for this? Well, should there be varsity sports? I mean, what's the next logical c- conclusion? Right, everyone just, should there be varsity sports? You just get the nerd getting pummeled by Gerard Var- in high school? That's vars- not fun. But I'm just saying, varsity is AP sports. Right. Right? I mean, what's why, why if, we're, if everything is going to be exactly the same, then why isn't everything exactly the same? Why, yeah. why is it only about these, these – this is where my spidey senses start to tingle. Why is it only about dumbing down and indoctrinating the future? That's where I start to say, man. Is this an effective strategy? Is this an effective strategy, though? So let's just say that is your outcome. Let's just say that's your outcome, and you're trying to dumb him down. Hmm. Do you think, okay, so do you think the guy that's going to make it out is going to make it out? Do you think the guy that's going to be a standout is going to be a standout? You can't do nothing to him? I think that their argument, their argument is that we're not going to divert the resources to a small section of people. We're going to give those resources to everybody. No, but I'm not asking you that. What I'm asking you is, do you think the guy that's going to make it is going to make it, whether they do this or not? I think what's going to happen is twofold. You're going to have people, like Adam said, that are so bored in these classes that they check out. And you're going to have people that the, the conversation is so high above them that they check out. So I think that you're going to have an opportunity, really, for Khan Academy or some secondary educational school where autodidacts mm-hmm. are going to have to what was that seek word? out autodidacts, auto, auto, auto people that, that are study self, on their own. They're self taught. They're self educated. They're going to have to seek out their own their own path. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen on both ends. You know, I, I got a buddy of mine, Jay McDermott, one of my one of my best friends in the world. He was never dumb, 
But he was always misinterested. He was just disinterested in school. Just disinterested. Never wanted to do anything. Only wanted yeah. to do was talk to chicks the whole time. If it wasn't for sports, he would have never gone to, to class at all. Then he he goes to college and something clicks and he's like, you know what, man? I, I got to get my shit together. Now the dude's got an MBA and he works at Fitch. Like, he's crushing it. But similar to yourself, if he had a 2.0 GPA in high school, it was a lot. Like, he just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? So in this environment, pushing him along might work for a guy like Jay because he doesn't get left behind. But in these in, – in, correct me if I'm wrong. Every class is different. Like I said, I, went, I was in dumb math, but in smart history, what have you, mm-hmm. everyone excels at different things. Like you, like you talked Were about you your Were you good point. in math? Was math a – Math was not – I was good up until a certain point. And then when you started throwing trigonometry and geometry, I'm like, I'm out. This is, this is Did you useless. take math analysis? Uh, I don't recall if I took that. Yeah. I, I crushed it. Normal <clears throat> stuff like addition, subtraction, multiplication, mm-hmm. and then when they started throwing X Pythagorean into the equation, and all I'm this like, stuff. I, I, differential I, equations. I was always like the class clown. <laughs> I was like, you know, we're never going to use this shit. Like I was that kid in the back yeah. room. Like, why are we yeah. doing this? Makes sense. Can I just go like play football? <laughs> but the point is that some people excel in certain classes, some yeah. people don't. So if you're going to put everyone in the same class, same thing, like that. In, in itself, whether it's sports, whether it's uh, woodshop, all right, we're all doing it, whoever does, you yeah. know. But in each class, each subject, to Man, put they, everyone they the have teacher a in the same more, thing dude, makes no sense. The teacher was more important than the curriculum. The yeah. teacher, if the teacher made it interesting, if the teacher mm-hmm. made yes. it, you know, <clears throat> it, it, the, the material engaging, then everybody was involved. Like, like whether or not we were good at math or liked math, it depended on the teacher. I had a teacher that made math That's into true. money and baseball statistics, and we were all involved totally in it. Yeah. But then we had another teacher who was like, sit there, shut up, and read the book. Yeah. So and let's go back to it. Let's go back to it. So the question is, will this do anything to the guy that's going to make it anyways? Does this affect the standout yeah, guy? I, I think it does. You think so? You always hear these talented people. We always hear it in sports, but it could be in academics as well. These talented people that something went wrong. And I they fully didn't agree make with it. them. I fully agree. Let me explain you know? to why I agree with you. You guys, you guys know the story of Nick Bolatieri? You know Nick Bolatieri, the, the, the tennis, tennis coach. Player? Yeah, the tennis yeah, coach. I okay. know, yeah, of course. Do you know who he is? Like, have you met uh, him? Yes, yes. He's so, in, down in South Florida. Yeah, he is in down yeah, South Florida. He, he used to teach all. Okay, all my friends. So let me tell you who this guy is. Yeah. How, how do you describe him? Yeah, very his, tan, very his talented. students, his yeah. students, yeah. any of the students that went to his camp, how many champion, how many grand slams do you think they won? All his students that They've have crushed ever, it. They've crushed 180 it. grand slam winners yeah. came out. 180 total grand slams. He coached these I guys. I think your family okay. member Andre Agassi. Yeah, Andre was Agassi a, was his phenom. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a story. There's a documentary about this guy. There's a documentary about this guy where. He's uh, coaching players, right? And he's uh, coaching Jimmy Connors, and he's coaching uh, Agassi, and they're going back and forth. The story then goes to a uh, story of uh, two girls that he was coaching. One of the girls is coming up, and she's crushing it. She's kicking ass, 11 years old. She's going to be the youngest, you know, to go out there and compete, all the stuff that's taking place with her. And then all of a sudden, the father comes up, and the father says, Nick, I want you to drop everybody, because the father was a very, very rich, like, billionaire. And he says, I want you to drop everybody. I just want you to coach my daughter. He's like, I can't do that. I got 100 kids here. It's, it's not my business model. He says, I'll pay you whatever you want. He says, you don't understand. That's not my business model. He says, I will pay. How much you make money? I'm going to make you this money. He says, I don't want the money. I want to coach the kids. Anyways, the pops uh, gets pissed. He says, I'm out of here. So he leaves. The daughter is telling the story. The girl that could have been a, she mm. says, well, my dad took me. He says, don't worry about it. We'll go find another coach. They go to another coach. Lower standards. They go to another coach. Lower standards. The dad kept telling the daughter, don't worry about it. This guy's good for you. This guy's good for you. This guy's good for you. The girl's like, I eventually became a nobody. 
If I would have stayed with Nick, I would have been a top three, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole story with Nick is standards and expectation. High, high standards and expectation. People rise up. Agassi, Courier, Sellis, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the sisters, Sellis, all of those guys went through him, right? What's the moral of the story here? Drop the standards. I believe that 12%, to me it goes back to the same thing, the 12% that has what it takes to dominate but they don't get the right challenge. They're not pushed. They're not challenged to do more. Mm-hmm. Somebody's not tough on it where the expectations high. You're going to lose that 12%. So I think this yeah, actually affects I agree. those like guys. Said, I teach, fully believe teachers that. Teachers matter. Coaches I, I matter. I don't, I don't you... think it's just teachers because, remember, even Nick wasn't the one that was teaching everybody. Nick had 40 teachers that were teaching put people. put together a program. I think it's a system of standards. Yes. I think it's a mm-hmm. set of standards and protocols. When you have a certain set of high expectation and standards, one of two things is going to happen to you. Here's what happens. You're either going to respond to it or you're going to hate this guy forever. They kept telling stories of two people, two guys and two girls, Agassi and Jimmy Connors, right? Agassi was his phenom. Guess who's the only person that didn't want to do an interview on this, on this uh, documentary? Agassi's the only guy that refused to do the interview. All the other people agreed to do it. Why wouldn't Agassi do it? Who didn't do well with him is the people that hated high standards. Agassi hated it. And this other girl hated it. But Jimmy Connors loved it. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Connors won eight grand slams. The, uh, mm-hmm. the people that like high standards, they like, responded to it. When you have high standards and expectation, this is what you produce. This is always going to happen. What is, the, what is the most annoying thing about a great example? When it's right. What's the most annoying thing about having a leader that's got a great example? Proven it's a great freaking record. example. It sucks. It absolutely sucks because you're like, the hell with you. So much pressure. I don't want to have to live up to this expectation. But what's mm-hmm. the best thing about having a guy like that? He can push you. Yep. But regardless, not everybody's going to fit to those standards. Correct. You're still going to produce some people that are going to be resenting it and coming out and saying, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw you. I hate that teacher. Everybody had that one coach that later on they hated, but deep down inside they're like, the fuck, mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Piece of you know, that guy yeah. really had me. He had really challenged me. We all have that, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is, a, uh, this is a travesty what they're doing to the kids there because there could be a few phenoms that we're going to find out about 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now that we're probably going to lose. But I still think that there's a small percentage of people, put them at 1%, 2%, small percentage, they're going to figure out a way to kill them. But the law of, yeah. the law of un- unintended consequences, something all these commies refuse to admit exists, man. All it's going to take now is that wealthy people or even middle class people are going to put their kids in, into private school where you could have had your kids communicating, networking, learning from these other people who were gifted and then rise, p- picking each other up like you're talking about. Now what you're going to have is you're going to have this, again, this forced social stratification, this segregation where it's like, I can't have my kid in the school. I can't have my kid well, in the, the school. people yeah. are already putting their kids in private they're, school. They're, sure, they're in New York, for, but there's yeah. a, but part of the reason why that you, but but again, we're thinking well, New you're York. You're not wealthy. You're not from a wealthy family. But you're thinking New right? York. I got a scholarship. No, 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 no. Of course. What yeah. I'm trying to say is I don't want to lose you. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you're the one I don't want to lose. The guy that mm-hmm. is a phenom, the guy that is a guy that needs somebody to challenge him because he'll yeah. respond to it. In Manhattan, they've already been in private schools. But in Queens, they, they haven't been. Mm-hmm. In Staten Island, they haven't been. In in Brooklyn, a lot of parts of Brooklyn, they're not. You got Lincoln, Lafayette. You got some. I mean, yeah. you, you, this is, is this the first. This is what your city kind? taxes like, go has anybody to. Ever your city to taxes this? go to this. Well, what happens is they they what they tried to do, which was probably wrong in the other direction, is that they had like gifted schools where they took the entire like gifted mm-hmm. student population Magnets, yeah. like, and then they put them in, yeah. in in gifted schools, which probably wasn't right in its own right, right? 
But I just look, I, I just on an overall level, and there's somebody that that you know is way more in depth. Uh, Waiting for Superman was it was a phenomenal documentary. The, Superman. Yeah. You heard about what happened to Superman yesterday? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, Superman's son is. Uh, is bisexual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good, good for him. I didn't see and, that. And, and uh, I'm, I'm more, Superman? I'm more concerned with DC making <laughs> him a socialist. Did you see that than yeah, I saw it this morning actually. What do you guys? What do you think about it? Like, well, I mean, which Superman? David, let me ask. Superman. DC Comics coming out. The next su- Superman's son is a bisexual Superman. That's coming out soon. He's bisexual. Like in the comic world. A bisexual socialist. In, no, in, no, in, a real Superman son. Yeah, in the comic world. <laughs> no, I don't know, like if you're talking about Dean Cain or whoever. No, 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 Superman. no. The story, in, in the, like the, the comic DC, story yeah, that the they're DC doing. Universe. Superman's son is bisexual. Good for him. What do you think about that? I think it's lazy. It doesn't bother me that he's bisexual. It doesn't bother me. It right. bothers me he's socialist. But, I mean, it doesn't bother me he's bisexual. The, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know. I can tell you. The, uh, look, they, they, I, know, I know people that are bisexual. I know people that are gay. If they feel somehow edified by this, good for them. I just think it's lazy. Why not make your own superhero? Make your own story. The constant retconning of these you know, cultural icons. And listen... They are doing it on purpose. So when they act like, how are you getting mad? Because you wanted people to get mad. Superman's a Jesus allegory. Superman was a way to sell Jesus to a new sense of kid. He's, he's, he's Jesus. If you look at the, uh, if you look at Zack Snyder's um, uh, bat, uh, Superman, right? I mean, he literally has him being resurrected with his feet crossed and his arms. It, it, it's a Jesus allegory. It's the most obvious Jesus allegory mm-hmm. since the Matrix, right? So, I mean, the fact that they know this and then they went out of their way in the press conference where they were like, we just, we knew having another white male, straight white male savior uh, would have been a missed opportunity. And it's like, okay, so then you did it on purpose. Like, you but know? he's not gay. He's bisexual. Apparently. No, no. So yeah. the picture, why don't okay. you pull it up to see the picture? Uh, Kai, Kai, I mean, this is what Kai's picture. job is. How is he not already well, on that? You tell Kai to type <laughs> A, yeah, he types like B. He's just sleeping over there. <laughs> It's a great post, PBD podcast. Come Shout on, out to the PBD podcast. You said you type Superman, types him Batman. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I, I gotta see this picture because I, I actually go to images. That's there it is, right there. This freaking guy. There it is. Okay, let me say something. I I know women that are bisexual, meaning they're into dudes, they're yeah. into chicks. I don't know any dudes that are bisexual. Y- if you're asking some D, you're gay. That's it. There's no, there's no middle ground. Well, you know, I, some time to time I'll jerk a guy off, but no, I think I'm gonna go out. With, no, it's it's done. I'm you're sorry. You do that? Is uh, no, I'm in the chicks. That's it. <laughs> oh, I thought you said from time no to time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm putting my foot. Down. If you're gay, God bless you. All good. I've got gay friends. One it's day cool. Adam's you, gonna you, run for I office, and, and they're gonna make a clip. He wants it from time to time. Eleven years from now. Eleven years. Again, I know a lot of gay people. They're cool. I'm friends with gay people. Miami Beach, South Beach. They're everywhere. I'm friends with them. Some of my good friends are gay. I see them out all the time. Say what's up. Yep. I'm with none you. Of them are, I'm with you none of them are going this. home with girls. I'm with you on this, Sorry. Gerard. Why be so lazy? You could create a whole new series of They're different characters. They're doing it specifically characters. to piss people off. They're doing it to piss people yeah, off. I so I mean, that's I I go from not being pissed off to just do I care? Yeah. And DC Comics. Is so who's the founder of DC Comics? No, I don't know. Who's who? They're, they're, is this a Stanley project or no? It's not Stanley. Stanley's right? Marvel. So who's uh, who's uh, DC Comics? Frank is? Miller is the big is the Daniel big guy. Frank, Frank Miller is the. Uh, go to DC Comics right there, Wikipedia. Go to the bottom. Yeah, just type on. 
Let's see who it is. So Malcolm uh, Wheeler. Um, so, so 87 years ago, founded by the National Museum. Malcolm Wheeler. Uh, go, click on Malcolm, Malcolm uh, Wheeler. This to click me on is Malcolm like uh, to the, right. the black Superman thing. Right it's there. like, go a little would it bother right me? There. No, yeah. at all. But it, would it? It's just lazy. Like just. So know, if I was a black Superman, you? No, I'm just playing. You kind of are. You're as close to Superman as it gets. Thank I'm just, you. Yeah, dude, like, I just can't fly yet. Huh? I just can't fly yet. Yeah. Go a little higher. No know. X-ray vision. Have you tried? You got to make the leap, bro. You no, got to make no, the leap no, like, no, like no, the no, Matrix, no, no, bro. No. You got to make the leap. I don't know, man. It, it, doesn't it just feel lazy? Isn't it I just, just feel no, like they're just, it does feel lazy. Yeah, trying too hard to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, when something I, like, I, it's I, like, I don't now think we get to sell, sell to gay I think, people. It's pandering. I think dude, the guy yeah. that we had on from Facebook, who is mm. part of the LGBTQ community, he himself said that uh, on Facebook, they're trying really hard to influence young kids to be part of the community. So, mm. you know, if that is the strategy, let's just say that's the strategy and we're the marketing from they hired, great strategy, good for you. He didn't like that, right? He did not like that. Even no. though he's part, he right. is himself. He's a part of it. He doesn't like the fact that you're trying to... Manipulate kids. Yeah, and so Gatsad, the uh, Gatfather, you know, when he and I uh, were... Yeah. By the way, we got to get him on here. We got to figure Gatfather, out a day to get him on. We, parasitic mind, one yeah, of the best so, books I've so ever read. So when I had him on and we were talking about the whole uh, LGBT, I said, do you think the TV shows and everything is influencing kids to become... Uh, uh, part of the community says not at all. I said, well, let's look at some stats. So we went to the stats last 30, 40 years, and you can tell 30, 40, 20 years ago was 1%, LGBT today's 5%. That was literally what I wanted to find yeah. out. You're saying 5% in the, in the last United 20 States years? Yeah, in the last 5%. 20 years, it's increased from 1% to 5%. That falls under the LGBTQ. Yes, By the way, they, I, they, they've added new letters. Yeah, they got to stop at P, though. I think we can all agree on that. B, L, B, G, B, T, B, whatever you want to be. I think there was like a P is the problem. A pie in there at one point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even like like guy. Pull up L, G, B, T. Like there's three new letters. At this point of the game, A, B, C, D is 26 letters. Yeah, what else? And I I think P, B, (laughs) P, L, G, B, T, P, B, B. There's a Q, I, A plus in there. There it is. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's become bisexual transgender. Uh, QIA, what does LG, yeah, click on that. Uh, bisexual transgender, I'm the only oh, one right with there. cat click ears. Click on the second just... one. Click on the second one. No, right. Nobody else has cat ears. What? Oh, the, that's, click on that one. Uh, okay. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, pansexual. All right, this is too much. I'm confused. And, and, and respect to all you guys. <laughs> but like, if I'm a gay person, now I got to be. I in between everything and I'm telling you right now. Th- didn't Dave Chappelle do a joke about this? You want to be with a consenting adult. With the children is where that shit is a hard line. Yes. Where hard where, pass. where Kevin Spacey came out yeah. and they were like, "Hey man, are you with a 15-year-old dude?" And he's like, "You know what? You're right. I decide to live my life outwardly as a gay man." And the whole world was like, "Cool." cool. But what about the 15-year-old, yeah, exactly. man? Like, that, that's all we're talking exactly. about here, man. What about the, the, the heterosexual? Drag, the drag stuff at night? No. You know, with the kids? No. No, it's he- hard no. Live your life. Listen. Yeah. If, age has, you know, love is age love. Age does matter. Age, you know, age doesn't matter. Uh, mm, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It, it, let's just, it does. Hmm. I mean, come on, man. You Look, whatever you do with a consenting adult, God bless. By the way. God bless. I just yeah. had, I just had the uh, one, what was his name? One Pablo Valdez. Is, am, am I saying Jorge Pablo Valdez, which from 77 to 80, he was the number one cocaine dealer in the world, okay? Jorge uh, Luis. Jorge Luis, Luis Valdez. Jorge Luis Valdez from Cuba that moves to Miami, gets his degree, 
Then one of his clients that's a uh, market that they have every month, he's depositing $500,000 saying, how do you have this kind of money? He says, listen, we don't do this kind of stuff. This is just this, you know, stuff that we have to hide. We have a cocaine business. And back then, you know, he was killing it. He made like $60 million. He's 21 years old. Cocaine Cowboys has a documentary about the guy. So I said, what was it like being in Cuba? He says, in Cuba, he says, you know, you couldn't believe in God. You could not believe in God. Why couldn't you believe in God? You know, the whole concept of communism, you can't believe in God. The state is God. The state is God. The whole concept with Hitler was what? You cannot believe in God. It's it's who? It's I am your God, yeah, right? State. Hitler is your God. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, wrote about this. You know probably the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's a great story, Kai. That's another book you got to wrap up with Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So this guy stood up to Hitler, and Hitler couldn't stand this guy and what he was doing. The moment you, if you really want to control the populace, the first thing that's got to go is believing in a higher power. The moment you get rid of that, you don't believe you can go fight a bigger opponent, okay? Mm -hmm. And this book, Naked Communist, written by Cleon Skousen, which was a 15-year CIA agent, and he wrote about a certain steps. One of them was indoctrination of the LGBTQ overly. Listen, we all know somebody that's gay in the family. Everybody has somebody, and you're like, yeah, listen, I've known since you were, I don't know, you've been like this for a long time, so it's not like it's, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? It's cool. No problem, right? Everything's fine. But the overly of trying to get you to question those thoughts of how do you know maybe, what if not, what if this, you're starting to see some of those things. One of the things is faith, get people to stop believing in God, because once faith is gone, people don't believe they can fight against the system. This is the other one. There's a lot of different things that they're going through as well. Everybody's equal. There's like 25 steps they're going through. Gradually, this is taking place. Last night, we're having dinner. We were at uh, Casa D'Angelo and... Angelo showed up, which was very nice, and he made the elk. Uh, uh, what'd you, have? you had the bison last night? Yeah. Who had the elk? A couple people had elk. Did you also have elk? No, I had the, uh, the zoo of the pesh. No, but I gave you a little bit of the oh, elk. Oh, the elk was the really elk good. Was sick, right? Really yeah. good, yeah. So anyways, so we're there. We're talking about all this stuff, and the conversation with our uh, uh, friend that was there who you know got really interesting at the end. We talked about briefly about this, but this one of the topics I brought up, and I had my research and pulled things up. I'm curious. You know about this. I'm going to ask Kai and the other guys. You don't get to say anything till the very end, okay, because we talked about this. I want to see what this guy's going to say. I'm convinced, Mm -hmm. and you tell me if you agree with this or not, Kai. You too, David, you too. I'm convinced we are born conservative or liberal. I'm convinced you're born left or right. I'm convinced you're born with left tendencies or right tendencies. I believe majority of the population is born on those two sides. Let me explain. I'll give you my argument, and please trash the argument. And folks, I want you to trash this argument as well as we're going through. Tell me if you agree with this or not. So, for example, I had a friend of mine who married a girl who was a full-on socialist. We go to dinner together, and I'm listening to her. I couldn't understand. Like, she was out of this world completely, like AOC is the greatest, all this stuff, rich people are this, capitalism sucks, all they care about is money, nonstop she's going. And I paused, I said, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, what was your favorite subject in high school? She said, uh, uh, art. I said, what else? Journalism. What else? Music. I said, how'd you feel about uh, uh, math? Oh, I hate math. Really, why do you hate math? I just, I've never liked math. It always came hard to me. And from the moment I started taking math, it made me feel like I'm dumb. It made me feel like I'm not smart. I've just never liked math. Got it. For the last 10 years, I've been asking people this question. Who's on the left? Who's on the right? How they are with math? It's not always right. But about 70% of the time, 80% of the time, it's right. 
You'll notice most people that are right brain will lean left. A lot of people that are left brain will lean right, right? But then there is a small populace, okay, which is like, you know, in America today, there's a percentage of Americans, you cannot make them vote right. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's about 44%, right? Yeah. You can say whatever you want to say, they're not going to vote Republican, okay? There's 42% that no matter what you say to them, they're not going to vote Democrat. That's just kind of what you're dealing with. Then you got a little bit of the, the whole thing we talk about with, uh, what do you call it, libertarian, Green Party, independent. libertarian, independent. Give those everything. four or five. What, you're really dealing with what, 10 or 12%, right? I think 12% of America, kids are born, not just America, kids are born, 12% of kids are born, and those are the ones that are kind of like, Huh, I kind of see what you're saying. It's a good point. Let me see what he has to say. You know what, Gerard, you made a good point. Phil, you know, I don't know. I agree with him now, but Gerard, he just said something. Huh, let me kind of weigh this out. They're malleable. I though. think there's about 12% that's malleable. Okay, If you are able to, whoever converts that 12% the best, that party wins. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about fighting somebody that's never going to sw- switch, left or right. This is about finding that 12% of reasonable people that are willing to sit there and say, Here's my argument. What do you think? Well, Pat, what do you think? I read one time in the article said this. Well, here's what I think about this. Why well, I disagree with you. Cool. Let's go back and forth and have banter. I'm convinced people are born left and people are born right. And the goal is to find that 12% that's malleable, that you can shift their thinking and let them have that debate to make a decision for themselves. How, what are your thoughts? Real quick, how many of those 40% on either side believe they're in that 12% from hearing this? That's how many the point. how many the 40% how many of the 40% unswayable on either side oh they know listening to this no, right they now know. no no they are know convinced they're in that 12%. Let, me, let me put it to you this way the, the group that knows they're not is a group that says pat has no clue what the hell he's talking about but there's a group that's listening to this that's saying i can't say this to anybody i can't admit to it definitely i cannot admit to anybody but i got to tell you lately i've been kind of questioning some of this shit it's like not making any sense mm-hmm. why the hell would you get rid of you know ap and honors program okay, tell me how that makes any sense why the hell would you fire this person? Why the hell would you want to do this to taxes and change the incentives? Why the hell would you want to give people money to nonstop? I saw how my dad did that to my sister. My sister's now this. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, stuff is starting to make sense to me. Like, believe me, the 12% of the populace is already questioning it on both sides. They're sitting there questioning it on both sides. Challenges to be able to convert them. So if this is true, let's just say if this is true. Yeah. If this is true, you know what this means? 88% of arguments are worthless. <laughs> I do believe that eighty-eight percent of debates are worthless. Did though. you understand what I said? I, I fully agree if with this that. is correct, so protect well, your energy, yeah. big time. Eighty-eight yeah. percent is a waste that. of time. But are you saying this is exclusive in America or worldwide? no, no, worldwide? No, I think this is huh. this is worldwide. And you're saying born? I like, think you're born. Like how you say you're born gay, you're born straight. There's nothing. No. You know no, what is nature versus nurture? You're saying I'm this not is saying completely. Gay. I'm not saying gay. No, no, I'm, saying, I'm giving an example. You're saying. Yeah, I think so. You're I'm saying s- you're born politically left or yes, politically right. Yes. I, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I mean, listen, okay. I knew you weren't going to buy it. I know. Well, I'll tell you why. I, I knew you weren't going to buy it. Like recently I had a conversation. This is what I was asking United States worldwide. Like, so for instance, my sister yeah. loves Trump. Okay. Loves Trump. Same Parents, same dad, same mom, loves Trump. She couldn't tell you one policy. Is she going to lose her job for loving Trump or she's going to be okay? This bitch hasn't worked in years. She's married (laughs) to a a wealthy dentist. Damn. Yeah. I said it. Um, Bro. She's. uh, Yeah. Sounds like Adam. Yeah. He's just made she's, his right, Adam? She, What's funny is she's like, like, talks about she's us. Got, yeah. so she's she's got like a communist well. dictator. Damn. Um, that just her husband's got a wealthy it. dentist. Awesome. And, 
Anyway, we're on fire she, today. She loves Sis, I promise you, he loves you. I promise you, loves yeah, you. Keep she's going. All right. um, I do love my sister. Do I like her? We'll see. Um, but she loves talk, Trump. Why don't you talk about it? Lisa? Yeah, let's, let's bring it up. Let's go a ten minute diatribe. My family. Bring right a now. couch here. Let this guy lay down for a no, quick that's second. Gerard, that's Gerard. <laughs> ah, that's me. Um, so I, I, another conversation I had recently was with a friend of mine from Israel. Yeah. And they were t- obviously you see a lot of results that are happening with the vaccine, not to get too vaccine-y right now. But I said, who's hesitant in Israel taking the vaccine? And they go, oh, no, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the people on the left. I said, what? They go, yeah, yeah, the people on the way left, they don't, they don't, they don't want to do anything with the vaccine. I said, hold on, let me get this straight. Because traditionally in the United States, it's not traditionally. Like we've seen a lot of young male skewing right. Mm-hmm. Do not want to take the vaccine. A lot of African Americans will take it as well. Anti-establishment either way. It's been sure. far right in Israel and then, for a long So they time. flipped it on me. They were like, yeah, you know, it's the people on the left, highly educated, um, just factors that you did not expect to hear. It's highly educated people here yeah. too, actually. Questionably. No, no, it's um, quantifiably. We did it three podcasts ago, so PhDs. The, um, so it wasn't a left. Uh, Bro, it, give it, me it, that red button. It, like It flipped it. So the point is this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not understanding. Like, depending on where you're born, depending on what country you're in, <laughs> I, I think politics is completely different. I don't. I don't think just because you were born in the United States that you're automatically going to be on the left or the right. So let I'm me. Not, let me. Now I'm not understanding okay. why. So here's Let's the question. Go. Let yeah. me. Let, let, let me go a little layer deeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a family? Same mom and dad. Four kids. Mm-hmm. One becomes a phenom, crushes it. One just a regular government employee. One becomes a drug addict and one becomes a priest. You ever notice, like, what the hell just happened there? Yeah. Same mom and dad, right. same environment, same upbringing, four different human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a part of your DNA where you're wired in a certain way, and a, a big part of it is politically. Because, because, so don't get me wrong, I have these other four issues that I add to it. I made a video about this four years ago. I think it has to do with your upbringing, I think it has to do with your family, I think it has to do with your uh, first person that took a liking into you and gave you a lot of love, and you feel like there's a certain mm-hmm. level of loyalty to that person, whether that person's a left or right or rich or poor or whatever it is, you kind of have that loyalty to that person. A person early on that was an influencer that you started yeah. reading up on, you're like, oh my gosh, I believe in this guy's philosophy. I think all that stuff has also placed to it. And then I think it also has to do with if you had a bad experience with gun when you were, you know, 16 years old, when your little nephews or, you know, nieces saw a gun, dad yeah. left it there, shot themselves, you're probably never going to like This guns. is all stuff that happens while growing up, though. Sure. What does but this I, have to do with being born? I agree. Okay. I agree. But I still think there's a part of people where your wiring is to be yeah. one side. Because there is no way a guy on the left and a guy on the right smart both on, on both sides they're mm-hmm. smart on both sides you know left things the right's dummies and the right things the people on the left are dumb neither mm-hmm. one of them are dumb then what is it with them because they're both very convicted in their beliefs how did that happen it's what they prioritize so you, you know the I, I i tend to agree with you but i also tend to agree with adam i don't think it's a left and right issue because politics are constantly evolving i do think that there's a proclivity to either value intellect or emotion I think that some people don't care whether or not you're right as long as you make somebody feel good. You understand? Like, There's some people that are like, I don't care if I'm right as long as that person feels good and comfortable with me. And then there's other people that are like, if that person can't be comfortable with the truth, to hell with them. Right? And that's, that's, that's you. That's definitely <laughs> me. Right? Yeah. yeah, you can ask the lunchroom It's like the, the book that was yesterday. just written about Peter Thiel, Contrarian, right? That guy you keep talking about. You know, maybe maybe it's conform and non-conform. Mm. Maybe it's it's agree and disagree. Maybe it's 
question and don't question. Yeah. Maybe it's that, but to me, there isn't element of some people that just say, oh yeah, yeah. Some yeah, people yeah, have yeah. to be liked. Yeah. They have to yeah. be liked. And some people are just kind of like, but you know, there's a part of that. Again, look at the creative side though. Mm-hmm. Uh, creative is typically, Hollywood is creative, left. You look at how yeah. the creative typically leans left. You look at the logic typically leans right. What you know, would you say about the uh, country singers? There are a lot of them that are right and they're all creative. Good point. Country singers that are what? That are on the right? Yeah. Then, then that goes to how they're raised. Then that goes to their upbringing. That goes to, you know, their rituals and their values for the country and what they saw. That goes to that part as mm-hmm. well. But that's a very small genre of the, the industry. Remember, I'm not saying this is 100%. I'm saying 70%. There's oh. a, There's a 30% well, out Pat, to it. To your point, yeah. I feel like politics is almost like religion. I was born into a Jewish family, and I st- we were doing... Jewish practices, customs, and yeah. traditions. If I happen to be, uh, you know, my dad is a percentage Italian, and for whatever reason he married an Italian woman, I would have born into a Catholic family, and I would have been a, a Catholic. I agree. And I, I agree. Like, religion, yeah. more than anything, it's around, you know, but, what you're raised around, and that's what you're going to be. If I was but think about raised this, into a Mormon this, family, This more I'd validates be, uh, my point. This yeah. more validates my point. What percentage am I talking about? 10%, right? I said 10%. 10% 90% of people... If your dad's a Christian, you're a Christian. If your mm-hmm. mom is a you're Catholic, you're a Catholic. But there's a 10% that's kind of like, I have to figure this out for myself. You think it's only 10%? That seems so, that seems so low to me. I don't. I think it's that small of a percentage. I, I think it's that small of a percentage. The Pareto theory is 80-20. Whether it's 10 or 20%, it's not a big number. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, it is not a big number. Mo, go back to your classroom and think about who was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then think about some of the guys are like, well, how about this? How about if we try this? How about this? What about that? Why do we do this? Why did this take place? What about that? What about this? There, there is the why person. I want to know more. Tell me, give me some depth in this, right? So, so then it's how, not how a big you, How do you have massive cultural changes? Like how, how does how does uh, slavery end, if that's the case? How, how, do, how do things evolve? How does it end? Yeah. Because somebody questioned it. So one of that 10%. One of that ten percent comes course, out, of course, and then the, they they are able to convert. Well, 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 go it's, back, it's go back to more slavery. Than 10%. Go back to Armenia. Go back to genocides. Go back to any of these events that took place. Man, like when you're in it, you don't even know when you're in it. You're thinking there is no out, mm-hmm. but there is a ten percent small percentage that has faith that this can change, and they're willing to stand up. Slavery stopped because of who? Does that ten percent what then happened convert to, that other? Let me ask you a question. 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 This is not no conspiracy theory. It's just a question I'm about to ask you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't flip out here, folks, who are, you know, this is just a question. The cause of Lincoln's death. The doctor? Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. The cause of Lincoln's death. You know, at the Ford Theater. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been there. Mm-hmm. You've seen Okay. What was the cause? Is it just a black and white cause? No, it was a, a series of events. Okay. So the the The... The security guard leaving his post, you know, John Wilkes Booth, obviously the conspiracy shooting, and then a lot of people think that Lincoln could have somehow survived, that the, the doctor might have actually accelerated his death, too. So, Well, okay, fine. Like, go put a percentage on it. You think people like the fact that he stood up as a Republican against uh, those who liked sl- slavery? No, literally half the nation left. Okay, so that's the point there. Look at this guy who's a president. Who could have easily said, yeah, let's just go one more. I'm not going to be the guy. Let Grant be the one that fights for something like this. Mm -hmm. This guy stood up for it. How many people would have done that? Not a lot of people. Most people passed the buck, right? That's a 10% community. The 10% community is not 
believe it or not, it's the 10% that has the courage to stand up and talk about stuff that others don't want to talk about. What happened last night when we're talking to this guy? I don't Mm -hmm. want to say his name because that's his business. What did he say? I just, you know, I... Living in California, you saw where he was yep. living in California, and you know we were talking uh, uh, politics. Oh God, well, well, fuck, you know Biden's, you know flips out. Look. All of a sudden, he went from zero to pissed off. He was like this the entire time. Yep, composure. Then next thing you know, boom, right? And we're like, and you live in California? Yeah, dude, what the hell just happened right now? The well, last it cost five him minutes. his business. Flips out, cost him his business. Of course, it cost him his business. But guess what he says? Yeah, I don't want to do the social media stuff because they come after you. That's ninety percent. Yep. That's 90%. Because who the hell wants that? Like, nah, to pass the buck. I'm going to pass the buck. You try to do No, no, no. I'm going to pass the buck. No, I'm going to pass the buck. They don't want the pressure. I think the 10% of people who have the audacity to question are the ones that are going to save Man, America. this goes all the way back to our initial conversation about the kids. You start reducing that percentage, you get l- the least amount of leaders that actually want to speak up and speak out and do shit. There's and, no, uh, by the way, there's nothing like, like look, look, right now, I'm the host of this show. I'm presenting this. You guys are disagreeing. I'm not offended. Right. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how we're learning. This is how we go back and forth. Then I'm finding leaks in my argument and saying, well, like I got a bunch of papers sitting on my desk to go look at. This is how discourse takes place, sure. right? Where you sure. get better. This is how it is with the kids as well. Right. This is a conversation. But I think the 10 percenters are going to like us. I don't think the ninety percent of the audience likes us. To be honest with you, I think I think if you're part of the ninety percent community, I guy said this the other day on a Twitter. Uh, he tweeted this. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. He said something to me the other day, and I retweeted and I responded to him. He said, "You know, I don't know what to make of you, Pat." Oh, he said, did you see that? He says, "I don't I know what to make too. of you." I saw that. He says, uh, uh, "Oh, he says, uh, yeah, one minute you're this and one minute you're that." I don't even know if I have it. Maybe I. Okay, there it is. He says, Patrick, I really don't know what to do with you. I just can't categorize you, which is frustrating. You're like a moving target that is very difficult to hit. One moment you're fantastic. The next moment you're very disappointing. I'm at my wits end uh, (laughs) with you, right? And I respond. I said, there will be more changes coming soon. So save yourself the frustration and agony and move on. (laughs) It doesn't sound healthy for you. (laughs) Wish you nothing but the very best. You know why? You know why? Because we're questioning. And we're like trying to get a little bit more to say, well, you know, I don't know, you know, just put it together. People want to define you. They want to box you in. They want to say, oh, no, this is him and this is what, oh, hold on, what? What? That that doesn't add up. Adam, it's more than that. It blows their mind. It's more than that. They they don't want to hear what you have to say. They want to hear you saying what they want you to say. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. They want to speak to an echo chamber. And you, you actually made a great point before about the intersection between politics and religion. That is where we're at right mm-hmm. now. So when you can't have an intellectual conversation with something that's so emotional, right? Tech, normally it would be, or, or the way it was supposed to be, politics were intellectual, right? It's a discussion about how to allocate resources in government, right? There, there, there's always a sliding scale. There's sometimes we need more, there's sometimes we need less, and it should always be over discussion, right? Religion is, is, for people, it's eternal. It's the eternal truth. This is, I am right, everybody else is wrong, and I'm betting my eternal soul on it, right? So there is, there, there's this idea of, of when you question someone's religion, you're questioning their entire identity. You're not questioning their decision-making in the moment. You're questioning who they are as a person. So as people have taken their politics and they've taken their political perspective as their religion, as their worldview and as their personality, you can't disagree with them politically because now you're disagreeing with the essence of their themselves. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're a bad person. You understand? And that's that's a really, really dangerous place to be. I want to give a couple shout-outs here for comments that people made, super chatters. So we got uh, Sandy Butler oh, – I'm sorry, Smedley 
Butler III. Pat, you asked your crew a few days ago about the New World Order. I've also heard you mention numerous times China being our number one enemy. But what if there's an even bigger enemy, an even greater threat to our lives and freedom? So, Smedley, I appreciate that, and I'm reading a few books on that topic right now. Maybe we'll have a follow-up on it. And then 50, Your Journey. Yeah, we did a how-to on, on that. that topic. Yeah, yeah, Today, today's video how-to is actually uh, uh, Biggest Threats to America. But anyways, oh, PBD, I agree children are born with no left or right until they encounter an influence. If you have children without any sway, without parents in a bubble, they will naturally flow one way or another without prejudice. I agree. I'm, I'm leaning towards what he's saying as well. So, you know, 50, thanks for that. And then we had Chico Lopez commented about... Uh, um, Chico. Chico Lopez gave me a... Uh, heavyweight belt a couple years ago. Oh, at man, the that vault. belt. Chico's freaking a beast. And, and Chico's trying to give me a dog, by the way. Uh, he said, bring Tyson Fury. He was bred to be a world champion. He's a top dog and a friend. Uh, uh, he is getting uh, a littermate puppy to, to yours. He is awesome. Never give up going to London. Uh, Chico, why don't you set that up and let's get uh, Tyson here. We'd love to have him. Uh, did you guys end up watching a fight or no? Did I, did, you watch I it? didn't watch the None whole of you guys watched the fight. Did you watch the fight? Highlights, yeah. One of the sickest fights I've yeah. seen. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Sickest yeah. fights I've ever you seen. Know, people are giving Deontay Wilder crap for not being a good sportsman. The dude yeah. just took a beating. Yeah. Like, what do you want him yeah. to do? He didn't know where he was. Like, I, it's, you think he's done? Deontay Wilder? Psychologically, he's done? Oh, it's a tough one, man. I, I don't... I don't think he's done per se because that right hand should have knocked out Fury multiple times. If anything, he's probably sitting here like, "What? What's going on? Have I lost my powers?" Like, mm. I don't, I don't see Anthony Joshua beating Deontay Wilder. I just don't know. Do you want to watch it? I don't. I don't because we're trying. We were trying to figure out like what's the next fight. I think. I, I think if Olchek and and uh, and uh, Fury, Fury could be good. That's, yeah, that's fine. That's David and Goliath. And by the way, that's fine to see that. But I tell you. If he doesn't beat Fury, he's psychologically done. Deontay Wilder, Who? if you're listening yeah. to this, there's Wilder. one fight to make. I, I don't think and that it's we even Logan need Logan Paul. Paul. Deontay Wilder. Yeah. I don't Logan think that we Paul. even need to be mentioning Deontay no. Wilder's name. Yes. No, Gerard. It yes. needs to be all about Tyson Fury. This guy is by far and away the number one heavyweight. He's making boxing without freaking Tyson yeah. Fury yeah. doing what he do. We'd be talking about Bro, by the, the way, Paul many Bears agree over with here. You. Many I, agree with you. He's the guy. Okay, forget about Deontay Wilder. I don't care if he stays boxing. He's done. He's not fighting Fury anymore. Dude, he's beat his ass three times. Did you replace it's Tom over. Zenner? I he's, love you sound like a Daniel guy named Cormier. Tom Zenner. Uh, conspiracy theorist is always wrong? No. Speaking of conspiracy, there, Daniel Cormier, who I love. Did you yeah. hear him talk about how Deontay actually knocked out uh, Fury? That was a, a, a great Andre Ward and Daniel Cormier going back and forth on Twitter talking about how long. The uh, the standing eight count Fury yeah. got in the second knockout was knockdown was I was like I don't know yeah man. by the way you know the Dustin Poitier interview is going uh, uh, being picked up all over ESPN reached out was ESPN reached out to us yesterday they reached out because they're going to use like thirty second of the clip because a couple comments he made he said that the, the biggest puncher was who Connor, Connor he yeah, said yeah. doesn't matter what year it was he was the biggest puncher he yeah. said Khabib he says you don't even know what to do with that guy with Khabib. Yeah. And then when I asked him the question, who would replace Dana White if Dana one day wanted to step away, I said, can you see Connor doing it? He says, no, I can't see Connor doing this, but I can see Daniel Cormier yeah, doing it. So he gave, Daniel, he gave Daniel some love, you know, for DC's replacing. He's a smart guy, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, can he, like, DC running UFC? I can see it. That's pretty I sick. Yeah, but Dana yeah. White's not going anywhere. Well, not, that not, any time no, okay. I'd like not anytime soon. I'd like to see Connor replace DC in the, in the booth, though. I want, to, I want Connor McGregor in the Does booth. Does Connor ever Connor fight again? Connor will want to step out and want to fight these Yeah, Connor. Does, Connor, Connor Does Connor ever fight uh, again? He's partying a little too much, man. His post yesterday, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I, he's I, injured, but he's I'm, an athlete through and through. He'll come back. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, Connor will come back. Take a couple years. Be Connor. Listen, it's really hard to get up and put in the miles. 
when with, you're when you're waking pajamas? up in satin sheets, right? Silk pajamas. Silk pajamas. Pat, I'm calling Conor was? McGregor out right now. Conor, if you're listening to this and you want to come back, David. David, give it to me. Give it, <laughs> give it to me, Conor. All right, let's go Southwest Airlines story. There's your Ooh. sports uh, section that we had. Uh, page five, uh, Southwest Airlines, folks. If you're thinking about flying Southwest, you may want to skip it. Well, it's not just Southwest the odds anymore. Are it's going to be canceled. So Southwest Airlines canceled. 1,800 flights this weekend, a morning brew story. Southwest Airlines weekend was as chaotic as its uh, uh, boarding process. It canceled over 800 flights on Saturday, more than 1,000 on Sunday, representing 28% of all flights scheduled for Sunday. They blamed air traffic control issues, a staffing shortage, and a disruptive weather. But no other airline seemed to have those problems. The FFA uh, said in a statement that, yeah, there were a few hours of delay due to staffing issues in Jacksonville, Florida, but that has been resolved Friday what could be contributing to the cancellation, Southwest uh, runs a point-to-point route network where a single delay can create an avalanche of other flight disruptions. But they're not touching on the real issue. I think 30% of employees at Southwest are not vaccinated, and they're being forced to work, and they're not wanting to, which means as of today, uh, one of the uh, uh, airline uh, pilots was being interviewed yesterday. He says, what would typically take two days to arrive for Amazon now is going to be three or four days. So there's going to be some kind of effect to it. But who's actually looked into this? Have you actually looked into this or no? Have you spent some time? I have, yeah. Thanks to uh, a, a big fan of the show and a guy who's running for Congress up in uh, – a former director uh, from L.A. who's running for Congress in Tennessee named Robbie Starbuck. He's He's been uh, – Doing some unbelievable work on this, and they're he's calling a stud, it the, by the way. He's a stud. Yeah. It's a great last name if you want some sponsors. <laughs> they're calling it the Freedom Flu. The Freedom Flu. So, uh, as of according to Mr. Starbuck, as of this morning, 200 plus Northrop Grumman employees called out sick today and protested in front of Northrop Grumman. Uh, this is this is how it goes, guys. This is disobedience. This is how you take your power back. If these guys want to play their power games, you don't have to be powerless. You, t- you can get together, but it only happens apes together strong. It only happens. Like the, the, the guy last night you are talking about, he's afraid to speak because he feels like he's alone. And that is why you speak, to find out you're not alone. All right? You speak up. When you're right, you're right. Right, the, the, the we talked about it. You know, two podcasts ago. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. If you know in your bones that you're right and you're standing on the right side of history, speak up. All right. Be prepared to to have your career be killed on that hill, and you will be surprised. You will be shocked by how many of your fellow humans and your neighbors are decent people, and they will stick up for you. But you gotta, like kind of like Pat was saying before, you gotta be that ten percenter. You gotta be that person willing to step up and step out, and everybody else will come. I'm telling you, everybody else will come to you, Adam. I mean, I don't know about you guys. This is why I only fly private these days. This is, I don't, this is I, enough of this. The, me and Samuel, all we do is is fly private. Samuel and I. Um, I, I. I think the ironic part here is, and I'm not sure if this genuinely has to do with, I think, Southwest pilots, the union sued Southwest over the vaccine mandate. I don't know if that's what it is. But the ironic part is they're saying that it was the disruptive weather that was limiting the you know why flight, they, but you know why they no, said that no other yeah. airlines you were dealing with you know why they said yeah. that no other airlines were dealing with bad Adam, weather why yeah. they say that these, that, this is these all, flights uh, are canceled for a case of let's go brandon is that are, but are, are <laughs> southwest the only airline well, that is, is mandating vaccines is that what it is no but no. why they say it i'm at, you you have a point what, what is it no, i'm asking you why do you think they they said weather well obviously it's not the weather so they're looking for a scapegoat here so i, and I don't what's know what's the scapegoat 
Phil, tell me something, baby. No, I don't know. Saying, man. Like, see, I don't know. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I fly private or American. Okay. I don't mess with Southwest. All so. right. So when it's weather, <laughs> you don't have to pay. You don't have to take care of your customers. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Think about okay. it. Anytime there's a weather delay, do you get reimbursed? No. They're Ooh. like, we'll find you another flight. Mm-hmm. May, and only if you have like certain crazy status will you ever get a voucher, mm. hotel or something. After three hours on the phone begging <laughs> for it. Right. Yeah. Was so, any other airline even remotely close to the 2,000 flights canceled? Like, does anyone so have canceled, but there was 200 there flights, was, anything? There were 6,000 flights that were delayed. But that's when they're saying this point-to-point route So point was there bad weather this, this weekend? No. No. Oh, so it was all, it was all BS. The, the air traffic controllers. Propaganda. There was no air traffic controllers. <laughs> They, they they shut it down. Shut it down. They just hey, look the truckers, the yes. truckers out in Australia. Imagine what will happen if this type of mentality continues. Apes together strong, baby. Uh, the uh, holidays may be a little bit darker winter than even Fauci says because you're not going to get your toys hey. on time. You're not going to get certain supplies on time. Hey, the uh, mm. the, the GW bridge is only two lanes. That would take two two truckers. To, to to park their their uh, their semis on the on the uh, oh, yeah. northbound and the southbound side going into Jersey and going into New York, get out and walk, and the whole bridge would be shut down. For, Why do you have a smile on your face while you're saying? Because he's this? hoping it happens. That's all it would take. I would I would never I would never wish that on my worst enemy. Be stuck in GW traffic. But I tell you what, you wanted to make a point about mandates and now about who know really has Chris the power. Christie gets his ideas from buddy. Now we know where Chris Christie gets all his brilliant all, ideas. Only, only nutrition tips. That's, that's it. That's all I give him. <laughs> Fantastic. That seems to be working Fantastic. out well for him. John Gruden. John Gruden. Oh Let's go to the John Gruden story. Gosh. Let's do a light story. Uh, this ain't that light. No, uh, this is a light story here, guys. John Gruden's a good football coach. Okay. Uh, John Gruden used racial trope to describe NFLPA chief uh, DeMaurice uh, Smith in 2011 emailed the Wall Street Journal on July 21st, 2011. National Football League and its players were working to resolve a lockout that threatened the upcoming season. That day, the league owners voted to ratify a new collective bargaining agreement, but the players opted not to vote on it immediately, citing outstanding issues that the union was fighting to resolve. The same That same day, John Gruden, the current Las Vegas coach, uh, Raider coach, uh, who has been one of the most uh, prominent figures in the NFL over the past two decades, sent an email to DeMaurice uh, Smith the executive director of the NFL Player Association to uh, a team executive. Gruden's email describes Smith was a racist trope common in anti-black imagery. Uh, Dumboris uh, Dumb- Smith has lips the size of a Michelin tires, he wrote in the email. The NFL is reviewing <laughs> Gruden's status with the Raiders for potential discipline. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, the tweet comes out and saying uh, that Adam Schaefer, I think, came out and said he... Is probably going to step. Uh, he's going to get fired, and then announcement was made that he resigned. Yeah. Uh, and John Gruden is no longer the head coach of the Raiders, <laughs> which they were off to a decent start. Uh, and y- there's a couple other stories that came out as well, but that's what I'm going to stop right here. If you got any comments, mm-hmm. Adam, I'm going to start with you first. Well, uh, this really resonated with me when I saw Randy Moss. Uh, weigh in on this over the weekend. Did you see Randy Moss break down in tears? Look, uh, I think the NFL is 70% black, okay? Um, It's clear that, I don't know, less than 20% of the NFL coaches are black. I I think it's 10% of the GM or the front office that are are black. And this was just, I'm not saying that John Gruden's a racist. I am saying that he's a fucking idiot. Um, 
he completely lost his locker room. If if uh, what, what's Al Davis's son's name? Mark, Mark Davis. Davis yeah. Okay, they they were known for the bad boys of the NFL, but this is not the bad boys that you want to be these days. Okay, so he's lost the locker room. If seventy percent of your team is black, how do they even respect you at this point? You know what you're doing when you're calling dumb Morris Smith and using racist tropes like huge lips or the size of Michelin tires. Apparently, he was also using some anti-gay slurs about Michael Sam, the gay guy that was mm-hmm. um, Rams. That was drafted by the Rams. He was talking major crap about Roger Goodell, calling him a P-U-S-S-Y and a F-A-G-G, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's the first person ever that called Goodell. No, I'm sure. Words. Well, Goodell yeah. gets hated on a lot. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, he was a complete distraction. And if he stayed on as coach, this is something that the Raiders would be dealing with all year. And I don't think it's a... Uh, I don't think it's ironic that they've lost their last two games since this has kind of been out in the in the news, and they lost to a not that good of a Bears team with mm-hmm. a rookie quarterback over the weekend. He's lost the team, and he had to go. Okay. Listen, um, <laughs> we saw with Brett Kavanaugh, listen, uh, and in your interview with the Facebook moderator, the fact that anybody can <laughs> read any message that's ever been on any Facebook platform, WhatsApp, right. Instagram. Uh, if we're all going to be adjudicated for shit that we said 10, 11, 12 years ago, there's going to be a lot of people that got a lot to fucking answer for, boy. Let me tell you. All right. And I'll also say, and I'll, I'll be controversial, okay? Black people are not a protected species. You can't just say that he said something that was can be construed as racist, and that's a career death sentence, all right? Especially in, in a league where Deshaun Jackson said anti-Semitic Deshaun, things. Deshaun Watson? No, oh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, Jackson said anti-Semitic things that were, I mean, he, he, he quoted a man who, who quoted Hitler. He didn't lose his job in the league. He quoted Farrakhan, I he fa- yeah, yeah, didn't lose his job in the league. I mean, I, I think that what John Gruden did is stupid inadvisable. He thought that what he was saying was private. He was probably trying to be edgy in a private conversation. Also sent uh, naked photos of women and stuff like that. It's a bad look. It's a bad look for the guy who's the CEO of the organization. I get all that. But he should have never apologized, first of all, because the people that have a problem with this stuff, they're never going to be like, okay, well, he apologized. He's going to learn from it. No. Never freaking apologize. That's number one. Never backpedal. If you believe in your heart of hearts that you're not actually racist, if you believe in your heart of hearts that you're not actually misogynist, and this is just the language that you grew up in, the times that you grew up in, then explain it like that. All right? But as soon as you backpedal, as soon as you apologize, you give credence to your accusations. Okay? That's number one. Number two, if the NFL is really has a problem with uh, homophobic slurs and misogyny, then how in God's name is Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Dr. Dre the halftime performance this year? Why'd you at take the Super my Bowl? shit? I'm just saying, if <laughs> you so really, right. if you Absolutely. really have a problem, and I love Eminem and I love Dr. Dre and I love Snoop Dogg's music, okay? But if this is really an issue, then how are they your Super Bowl dude, halftime? There's a difference between a performer who comes in for 15 there's minutes no at halftime. Adam, just call it what it is. There's a difference between a white guy saying no. and a black guy. Just say no. what it is. That's, no. I don't think that's what it is. So, I think like, if a black guy said this he, about white people, he'd be fired too. How? Deshaun Jackson, we literally just it showed didn't it. happen. That's a one wide receiver. This is the face of your team. You have to, lead, you have to be a, a leader. Coach is the face of the team? 
Of the Raiders, for sure. They just they wow. brought him out of the announcing booth. He hasn't coached in 15 years. Okay. And they made him everything so your, and everything so, for the Raiders. So to your point. It's not it like was, he's some scrub wide no, receiver so that goes from team to team. Jackson's okay. not a scrub. Uh, that so guy's been ten, on 12 teams in 12 years. Right. So you got Gruden, 10 years, $100 million. They're like, let's get him out of here so we can save some money. I don't know. Three and two, right, is the record that they currently have. Look, this is back in July of 2011. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. You're bringing up stuff from like 10 years ago of this stuff. Like, if it was that damn serious, people do what they want to do. If you really thought this was an issue, you would have done something then, which you should have done. So, Roger Goodell, all you people that were involved, raise your hand and say, well, I didn't really care about it 10 years ago, but I sure do now. And explain, because we need an explanation. Because, you know what, if they pulled up something from me 10 years ago, they say, Phil, you thought this way? I'd be like, yeah, back then, but I don't do yeah, now. And, and, and no, like at the end of the day, what Gerard is saying is right. You run a sports organization, okay? When you have certain people perform at the biggest event pretty much in our country, which is the Super Bowl, right? Billions of dollars involved. And you have people like Eminem that have said the word F-A-G-G-O-T plenty mm-hmm. of times. And the stuff that Snoop Dogg has said plenty of times, you got to call a spade a spade. Here it is, Adam, that's a spade. You're going to call it or not? Because they are representing your brand during that time. If they were, okay, let me ask you this. If R. Kelly wasn't, uh, you know, behind bars would you, and he was uh, supposed to do the Super Bowl, what would your thoughts would be? You say, hell no, he's not representing the NFL, this and that and the other, but you got these guys representing the Super Bowl. Here you like go. Eminem show. from 2012. Ready? I may fight for gay rights, especially if the dyke is more of a knockout than Janae Rice. Play nice, bitch. I'll punch Lana DeRay in the face twice, like Ray Rice, in broad daylight, in plain sight of elevator surveillance. To the head is banging on the railing, then celebrate with the Ravens. And what team Name does, one thing. And what team does Eminem coach? He's performing the, 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 for the okay. entire so, nation. Yeah, so let me the NFL. Let me let me hang on. I'm trying to I'm trying because there is a point here. So what you're saying is the comment is irrelevant. It's the stat- status of the individual making the comment is what you're for saying. Sure. Okay. So you're saying a player can get away with making any comment at all, and a rapper can get away with it. But not a head coach. That's what I, you're saying. I, I did not say any comment. A player can't well, get away with any. We saw what happened with um, the guy on the Heat uh, who said some. Uh, to Luca Montresero? No, no. Um, what was the the center? Um, Miles. Um, he said something anti-Semitic, right? Yeah, I forget his name. I, what happened to him? He was released from the team. He was okay. injured. He's gone. Okay. Players can get it too. You got to understand. If you're the coach of the team, yeah. NFL is very fickle. If it's the, if the sentiment of the team. Or if the mood of the team sways a little bit, they're so, looking for heads to roll. So I got a few this issues. This is the with this. coach of the team I don't, I don't, saying this. I think you make a good point there, and I think that's something to process to say a, a leadership person uh, is held to uh, a different. Myers Leonard is the guy I'm thinking about. Okay, from the heat. Uh, so now yeah. you're ready. Now you're yes. ready for this. Yeah. Now you're ready for this. Okay, when he said it, was he a head coach? He was an announcer, I believe. That, so, he's not, so, so he didn't. He never made that comment as a head coach. He made that yeah, comment as an announcer. But wait, let's 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 okay. let's go through each. He made that comment as an announcer working for who at the time? Ten he years was a ago. former NFL coach. Who it's was he working? Like, no, no. He was the coach of the Tampa totally Bay Bucks. They won a Super Bowl in but who w- when, when he or something? made that comment, who was he working for? ESPN. Okay. Yeah, ESPN. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't think ESPN knew about that? 
I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they did. <laughs> well, I don't know. But wait a minute. Let's actually process this. You don't think ESPN knew about that comment made 10 years ago? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't want to speculate so and say yes or no. Let's I don't just speculate. Know. Are you leaning more towards yes or no? I literally don't know what ESPN knew But if knew you were to play know. odds, Vegas, gambling, are you leaning towards yes or no? I, I'm not. I'm what not, do you I think? Do you know. think ESPN knew? No. Okay. You think ESPN knew? I don't think so, just because, I mean, where was the data located off of someone's server or something yeah, like that? Yeah, this, this is an email. This is coming out because of uh, sexual harassment allegations within the uh, Washington football team. Uh, they, they've been... So you mean to tell me Smith, the, the guy he sent the executive the email to, you think he's kept it a secret for 10 years? But he didn't he send, send it, it to, to Bruce him, Allen. though. He sent it to Bruce Allen. And he's kept it a secret for 10 years. Maybe not. Okay. I'm not convinced ESPN didn't know. I'm you convinced, think ESPN knew? I'm, 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 I'm 55% they knew. And I, I'm, I'm convinced mm-hmm. ESPN is kind of like, look, guys, this cannot be tarnishing ESPN. We are a clean image. There's no way this can come out. Now he's a head coach of the Raiders, $100 million contract, $60 million guarantee, all this other stuff. For, screw it. You mm-hmm. know, let's now bring it out because there's other stuff coming in. Throw that email in there as well. Okay, cool. So so people hang on to stuff for a long time, by the way. Just so you know, this isn't the first time that somebody's hang on to an email with somebody. You push a little bit too much. And he made some bad comments about he, Biden he's and Obama. Some let's not, let's not, uh, uh, yeah. can you go pull up what comments he made about Obama and Biden? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go to a different angle here. Yeah. I'm going to go to a different. So that's one area. I, I understand the coach thing. You, when you're a coach, you have to be careful with the words what you're saying. Let me go to the next part. Especially when 70% of your players, if not more, are black. When he, when he made the comment he worked for ESPN, ESPN should have fired him if they knew about it, this. It's important to mention this, though, and I do believe him when he says this, because in the email, he praised Gene Upshaw, who is black. If he really meant DeMaurice Smith, D, D. Maurice Smith Biden. Uh, as a, you know, this was like a racial Obama trope. Obama and Biden. He, he claims he meant I it as lying. Times. Uh, this guy's lying, right? And in the context... <laughs> Of the, in the context I'm of the rest of the guy. email, it makes sense. He, Listen, he's talking about him as a liar. L- l- I, I have to state one fact here. How old do you think John Gruden is? 58. Do you want me to do it? 54? He's 58 years old. He's 58. So these emails that came out 7, 10 years ago, he's a 50-year-old man, mm-hmm. okay, making these dumbass comments. Talking to his so, friend. I don't care who he's talking to. You're a head coach. You're a, you're a face of the NFL. It's not like he's 18. Like, if someone's 16, 18, Adam, 20... Adam. And they Since make some dumb when, stuff. They have some time listen, to grow up. I know your We've mother. Some, I know your mother to wants be a to be. Year old man. I know your mother wants to be a rabbi. <laughs> Let me tell you, bro. You're 40 years old. You ain't no rabbi, dog. Yeah. I listen I'm not to what saying. I'm you a know, rabbi. You're a 40 year old making some weird comments when we're off camera. Yeah. That's not like you know. I'll I, say like, it on camera. No, no, but you shit. No, no. There are there are some stuff that you say off camera that you would never say I'd on camera. I probably say worse stuff on camera than off. I disagree. Let me let me go to my next point. Let me go to my next point. Okay, fine. You're saying he was 50 years old. Here's my next point. He made a few comments about uh, Obama and Biden. If you can find that, well, are you saying you're defending John Gruden? Not, what, where do you? What's your stance on I, this? Can I go through my? Two I other want to. I, I don't okay. Know. Here's my next point. Twelve okay. points. My two points. Oh, my sorry. Ne- next point is this: What's the value in, of an apology? Nothing. Nada. Zip. Zilch. What, zero. What is the value of an apology to you? I, I tend to agree with Gerard that apologizing is just means like, nothing. I won't say it means nothing, but okay. I don't. I so don't, you know I, what you know what is very irritating yeah. is because when when commentators who defend players who are about to get fired they say, "Give the man a break." Mm. We've all made, a, you know, he at least apologized. Mm-hmm. What are we here judging this man? Mm-hmm. We've never done anything before, so everything is about the argument that makes sense. So they'll take Montrez Harrell said, "Bitch ass white boy to Luca." Uh, how 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 good of a word is that, by the way? I mean, if you want to go through it, that's as bad as it gets. Okay, I've been called a bitch ass white boy on the basketball court 
10,000 times. Should, should Montrose Harrell be uh, uh, fired? No, but he's just one player. I think there's a dis- you have to distinguish between a player, like a Deshaun Jackson yeah. type, yeah. or a Myers Leonard, no, uh, then, or the head then, coach of a team who's that's, leading that's men. Not, that's Montrose Harrell is a grown man. He's a grown man. The moment you're that age, you're a grown man. Mm-hmm. Over. You're a grown man. You're no longer a kid. But he's not a leader. He's a he's a leader for his he's a leader for his community. He's a player. No, that's not how this works. You can't change standards on different people, bro. I'm not. What, what, what am I? What a have standard I for a coach and a player is the same thing. What standard? Oh do no, you have? I totally disagree. Okay, so that's on you, though. By the you way, could be a, when Gruden, you could have zero standards again, as a player. Then then the then the then it has nothing to do with the comment. So you're saying LeBron the, James is not the leader? Now you're going to say the best player of all time, other than Michael Jordan, is yes, he's a leader. The twelfth man, coach, right? Yes, the twelfth man. That's like what Montrose The twelfth man did. on the bench is Pat, not a leader. Pat, it's very clear. All right, and Adam, you've won me over. It's very, very clear that what Montrez Harold did was mostly peaceful, whereas these emails are clearly an insurgency into. You know, something that... Uh, that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Gerard, Gerard's got to go conspiracy theorist. If you're going to okay, lead well men, you need, to, you need to set an example. Okay, Gruden reportedly aimed homophobic slurs at Godel in several instances, as well as using the offensive language to describe NFL owners, coaches, and media. Even Barack Obama and Joe Biden were reportedly me- mentioned in Gruden's email with <laughs> Gruden ripping Obama during his 2012 re-election campaign and referring, right. to as a, <laughs> referring to Biden as a referring to Biden as a nervous, clueless. What would those other four letters after P be? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, we pixie. can yeah, pixie, yeah, pixie. Uh, so so look, Who's all I'm saying is if if you're gonna mm. put the standards of words, it's got to be across the board. I disagree. You, oh yeah, you're you're good. You have Dude, the right to disagree with it. I, but if you're gonna say a word is that offensive to a sport, stay consistent. I, Roger Goodell, I, I am shows sick. a level of consistency. So any player that says something, you're cut. You're but gone. I'm, what I'm trying to, I don't think you should. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should cut the guy. I think when you're in, you know, that environment, I don't think you should. Okay, <laughs> coaches. Are most coaches like very proper twenty oh, no, 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 coaches? No, 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 no. How are Oof. coaches? Loud mouth, you know, crazy. You know like, who's scared right now? Mouth. You know who's scared right now? All the, coaches. The, the Ryan coach. Who's the Ryan coach from the Jets? Ryan? Rex yeah. Ryan's got to worry right now. You know who else has got to worry? Ninety percent of these guys got to worry right now of what they've said. So what are you going to do? Everybody, you know what just happened in the last twenty four hours? In the last twenty four hours, probably seven million emails have been deleted in the NFL. Oh my God. <laughs> I did shred it, shred it all. Dude, Everybody I, I, had a meeting and said, delete everything. Pat, I was an all-state linebacker my senior year, and my coach called me baloney tits every day in practice, all right? So, like, come on. I call you that every day here. That's why I liked it, dude. They fired a guy or no? No. He, he, I'm offended he, he, for dude, saying that. But Let's go find a guy. I got to tell you, man, and, and again, this is controversial. So, I really don't care. I'm sick of people treating black people like they have no agency. I'm sick of it like, oh, God, how could he possibly have said something so horrible? What happens dude, if he used the N-word? But he didn't. But he did. I'm asking you an example. Okay, if he did that. If he did, fireable? Yeah. If he called someone uh, a monkey or an ape, is that fireable? Is it? Oh, okay. In what I see. No, no, I'm saying. In what context? I'm asking you as a black con- man. Oh, you're saying if a Look white- at Jimmy Smart Smith as ape. Is that fireable? <laughs> if you called him the N word, that's fireable, though, yes. right? Okay, but these Absolutely. are hypotheticals. So, so he words did not, do matter. Though, but he did not. So, do, so know, words I, do I, matter. I, I, I what get you're it. saying so is a slippery slope. But you're saying words I've just matter told more. You, if words yeah. matter, but for who though? You got to lead. Do words matter more if yeah. they're said from a white person to a black person? That's what I was going to say. Because I mean, I, I, I'm not on. even looking this as a black and white. Well, you made it. Well, they literally they are. They are racist. Only one angle. I agree. Right. However, Myers Leonard is a white guy. How many times has Snoop Dogg? 
said the N word and he's, he's performing the, it at halftime. I mean, this is all I'm saying, dude. How many times? Well, that's a whole other conversation we can have about black people saying the N word. You know, there's black people that wholeheartedly disagree with black people saying that, and there's black people saying no. That empowers me. It's a whole. We can go an hour on that topic. Yeah. But I like at the end of the day, there is a difference between a coach like. Pat, you're a CEO of a company. Yep. To use your example, is there a big difference between you as the CEO or Matt Sapala being the CDO or Alexis Moody being, you know, marketing director, whatever, versus some random salesperson who just came to the organization last year? There's a big difference, Montress right? Montres Harrell is not a random do you, salesperson. Do you, uh, um, but, but there is a difference, though. Montres Harrell is not a random salesperson. Okay, John but, uh, really but lost I'm, I'm asking you in, in the business context. Yeah. There is a difference between yeah. the CEO Absolutely. The uh, C-suite executive than just a regular salesperson. So, so for standards yeah. wise, there is. Do you think John set of really lost? On, let me get Do you this. think he really lost Do, the, there, the there locker is, room? There, there is some set of standards. I, I, that's why I gave you credence at the okay. beginning, where I said I think we have to give credence to your argument. I said yes. I, mm -hmm. I just think yeah, there's I, a difference between being a leader and, or a I founder don't, don't or a CEO but, versus but, a but, random salesperson. But I think you have to know when you're a player, and you have some of these players have more followers than these coaches. So that's an LeBron. influencer. Not even LeBron, Montres Harrell, John Gruden, Montres. Some of these players have more followers than coaches. They're an influencer. You make a comment like that. I'm sorry. You're also well, followers, you're, you're being sure. social media. -wise. That is a form of a leader. Sure. That is a form of an influencer. That uh, is a form of an example. Ah, uh, what? I know a lot of slutty models with millions and millions of followers. Well, that's your community, though. Yeah, that's that your, is that's, my community. Who, but I'm not saying that they're leaders. Yeah. But their but, leaders but that, are taking their clothes in, off in, in a space like this. Like we're still in you're saying if, it, if it's all just based on followers, in a that's space who leaders like are. This, yeah. If you want to, but but in OnlyFans, like your your slutty friends you're talking about, <laughs> okay, whatever friends, whatever you're talking about, this community, right? I'm just okay. saying followers doesn't mean you're a leader. But the point the point in that community is that's across the board. No one cares. This is a sport. There is a regulator at the top who his name is Roger Godell, who's mm -hmm. the commissioner. He wants to clean house to say some of these things are not expected, accepted. You got to clean it up. Then you got to keep that consistency across the board. Very clear. You can't just say you can say it, but this person cannot say it. You got to clean house and make it very sta standard. Why they weaponize these emails like this? I mean, especially during the season. I mean, there wasn't like an investigation where, you know, it took some weeks on end and, you know, like there's no system in place to say, Hey, hey uh, John, you know, this is what we present to you. You know, like, uh, we need to really have a chat about this. You weren't working for, you know, as a coach, like what Pat said. What? How do you feel about this? Because we haven't had, and he could say, and John Gruden could say, well, I haven't had any interaction like this over the past 10 years. So what are we talking about? What infractions do I have currently with this organization? Well, there's none, but 10 years ago you said this and this. And, you know, you called me a PU, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. maybe you need some sensitivity training, this and that. Okay, so, <laughs> by the way, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Like, I mean, do you look, think you lost the locker room? Do you think I don't think, think you lost the locker room. I mean, like, there would be more players standing up and stuff like that. I think what happens, I think definitely what happens when this news comes out. Look, I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year. I mean, we're all relatively, you're the youngest. Um, I'm not 23. I'm not 25. Making fifty million or whatever, mm -hmm. I could I could easily at me at twenty five I could say you know what I could hear maybe from like a seasoned veteran like I should be pissed and maybe I just follow I don't know, mm -hmm. 
because that does happen in a locker By the room. Way, what happened? Know? What happened to the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Where, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer versus this. So which, oh, he's which, he, If there's anybody that's excited about this news, it's him. <laughs> yeah. He was all up in the news for two yeah. weeks straight. Now we, he's no. Talk no, about a guy who lost no the locker peep. room. That guy lost the locker okay, room. Okay, so why? Which, because which he got you, a lap dance from a 25 no, year old. He didn't come back on the team on the team flight, and then he did that BS for exactly. sure. Yeah. Uh, what's his? Which is worse? What? What Urban Meyer did, or what John Gruden did? Well, we're talking Dude, about honestly, it. like if I was in the locker room, I'd be like, I would, I I don't know if I would give a shit about John. But Gruden. which is worse, F- from a player's perspective, from just an actual human being's perspective? See, I, I could give a shit if a coach called me big lips. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. But you care Pat, that he got Pat, a do lap you care dance? If someone, if you, do you care if someone calls you said you you said this before? Someone making fun of you or whatever, saying I got big, a big, big nose. nose and big ears. No, I could give two uh, shits. I, I can give two yeah. fucks. I'm just gonna say it. Sorry, <laughs> but for the F word, but I could care less. Okay. Yeah. I've been called all kind of stuff playing ball in college and high school. Oh, my gosh. Back then, you could actually have your coach grab you mm-hmm. back in the 90s and stuff. So like what we, Urban Meyer did was worse? I'm saying Urban like. Urban Meyer bailed on his team. Yeah, I think like that was worse. Because he didn't take a flight back with his yeah, team? Yeah, he didn't take a flight to, back to with his team. Sure. After a yeah. loss? Okay. No, you, you stayed at his bar. And why, was, why? Because he was getting drunk with some chick? He stayed at, at his, his bar. bar. He stayed at his bar. I mean, he did. okay. Okay, I, I so I don't have a huge problem with whatever. Bro, you I'd be, I'd be, it's, I'd be more upset if I'm, if, I'm, if his wife. What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, but, it, but if it's I'm his player, it's like, it's all right, you're a CEO of a company. You're a CEO of a company that's well, worth a billion way, dollars, and you do way, some shit like that. This, Come on, this is employees are gonna be like, what the hell, man? Like, you're not supposed okay. to be doing that. You're supposed to be on the private, well, the private I, I back with take, us. I gotta take the jet back, but you don't. I've got to take the jet back. That's what ends up happening. So Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer's worse in your eyes than John Gruden. I don't know. Again, listen, if if the team came out. All right, and this—I'll mm-hmm. I'll give you this. If the team came out and they were like, you know what, we can't be led by this man, I, I'd say okay. You yeah. know what? Don't you think those conversations were taking place according to in, the, the internally? A, according to Why what would I was Mark reading, Davis, son of Al Davis, badass dude, fire the guy or ask him to resign. Uh, because there I must think, have I, been some rumbling. I think there you was ever pressure seen Randy from outside Moss, the organization. Arguably a top five receiver of all time, break down in tears yeah, on ESPN. But it's a outside the organization. I don't think it's inside the organization. I think the pressure came from outside the organization. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think you're right that it was definitely outside the Goodells of the world. <clears throat> but I think internally they're like, not. Nah, how much is how much does uh, Gruden walk away with? Is it, it depends is, on how much was guaranteed, right? Sixty million, right? Whatever. Like the, that's the whole thing. And the, if there's any sport. That is very cruel you to you. Pointy-nose you pointy-nosed motherfucker. <laughs> Give me my $60 million. Yeah, does, exactldo- I'll take it. Does Gruden come back? Call me whatever you want, bro. Don't worry. Call me whatever you want. Don't worry, bro. I got you. I'll bridge you up. You call know. me pointy all you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, this is crazy. Anyway. We live in a crazy <sighs> world, man. Can you imagine how, how Milk and oh. Toast, every email from now on and through the end of history is going to be? Bro, I but, have. But yeah. what? I guess here's a different question. What's. A uh, what statue of limitations? So if you did it last year, that's that's wrong. Obviously, last year, you sure. did it. You know, pre-pandemic, two years ago. That's 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 still relatively recent. That's that's wrong. But five years ago, is that? What, is it four? Like, what's take, the, what's the number of years that's acceptable to go back? I'll take what you're saying. And I'll take it a step further. How about like the words that we used ten years ago that are considered like slurs now? We're just everyday language ten years ago. Like you talked about the F Facts. word. Like yep. we 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 use that word all the time. That F double F A double G word, and it had nothing to do with being gay. It just meant like you were like a you you were you were a wimp. I think that you know the, what I'm saying. I think like, just the the three letter word of that was very used nonstop. The six letter word, not as you much. You have no idea. You used that word before. 
Which word? How Front row. That's it. Get <laughs> out. That's it. Get Next out. You use the three-letter three letter word. Yeah, I've used it. You used that before. I've used it. Guys, I, get him off the podcast. Get him off the podcast. I don't feel safe. No, no, in this get him off right I'm now. I'm so Kai. sorry you had to hear this. Yes. I'm so sorry. First of all, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> listen, you right baloney tits mother sucker. Listen hey. to me. <laughs> all right, let's change. Let's change it. Let's go to a different story I'm so here. Fragile right now. Businesses say I hope as you, many. I hope be okay. Businesses. Okay. This is a business insider story. Businesses say as many as 90 percent of candidates don't turn up to job interviews, and some quit soon after being hired. You're basically hiring anyone that would show up. Paul Horton closes taco restaurant. Down in mid-September, after being left with just two kitchen staff members, Horton said he'd spent thousands of dollars advertising jobs at Taco Crush, but that only around 10% of applicants replied after he hired to arrange an interview. Of those, he scheduled interviews with only 5% and 10% turned up. You can't be choosy anymore. You're basically hiring anyone that would show up. Some of the businesses insider spoke to added that some new hires didn't turn up to their first shift or that they quit after just a few weeks. Why would you go work today if you got money that's coming in? Why would you even go want to put that effort in there today? By the way, this is this is a uh, uh, interesting thing that I'm hearing about a lot with businesses where can you imagine like this goes back to standard conversation. You're like, dude, you are so not qualified for this job, but dude, just the fact that you're sitting here, you know what? You're hired. <laughs> I have no other choice. Good help is hard to yeah. find. Why'd just you, yeah. the fact you keep that you, Kai, bro? That was, just, that was harsh. Just the fact that you showed up, that's definitely not Kai because Kai bad. is qualified. But what do, what, do you, what do you think about when you hear a story like this? Uh, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say about this, to be honest with you, man. I think that, that quit your bitch and compete. You want better employees? Pony up. What you, you, you're, you're not offering a compensation package that's getting you the type of employee that you want. Oh, nobody's going to work today. Yeah? I don't know, man. You think Apple's having trouble finding employees? Do you think for a different job though? Do, Those do, are specialists. Do, do you think Tesla's having trouble finding Those them? are specialists hey, though. Then go you know, get a job over there. Go, go, you go get a job over there. Go get, go get. No, you go, go get, get a job at Apple. Go get what? Go, go get a job I, at I Apple. I want a job at Apple. Why not? Because I got a good job here. <laughs> <laughs> After your most recent comments, you might be looking to update your resume, buddy. No, no. But the point then becomes: hey, that's I, I, we already established that, I can be as anti-Semitic as I want. Nothing will happen to me. That's not it's true, fine. buddy. We'll get. I'll get thirty lawyers here in about seven seconds. First of all, the comments he made in the past, he's done, but we already know that. The comments he makes to Paul over no, But that's over, a different yeah. story. You got, you got Paul to work at. To work at. By the way, you know they say that the lowest paying employee at Facebook is at like six figures? They showed it the other day. The lowest paid employee at Facebook is at six figures. Wow. So, no, 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 no. Those, I, I, I did a story on yeah, It was that 90% was, like some employees are at a six lot figures. Of, everyone's making six yeah. figures. However, there are people making, you know. 50000 a year or yeah, something like that. You know, so, but the point underwriting is, but the, staff, But the point is this. If you want that six-figure job, go learn coding and go apply. I hear you. Go for it. But then then if you want to open a Taco <laughs> Bell knockoff, get yourself some <laughs> not, robots. Like, then, what do you want me to tell you? guess what this guy has to do? Yeah. Then that taco that's a buck ninety nine, he's got to charge four bucks for it. You okay with that? I Hey, listen, man. Are you okay with that? You okay with that? What do you do with that? This is the market at work. But are you okay with hey, that? Anytime tacos go up in price, I am not okay. All right, the lunch is the, the, the lunch is too yeah. damn high. You just pulled it down. You're like, lunch anytime is, tacos hey, go up, Gerard just not had okay. Yeah. Gerard had an AOC moment. Just like I did the last, not. Yeah, I did not. Your listen, pay listen, your employees. If you support AOC, just say it right now. I, oh, say it. Say it publicly. How much you're gonna pay your employees? These tacos are too damn high. These tacos are too damn high. These rich people. I don't say. I think that that's a guy bitching for no reason. He's not attracting. No. Listen, if you're not attracting talent, 
that's a self-evaluation moment. Talent to be to this fold is not, some this burritos. This is not You're a not talented. About, this is not this a is talent a, thing, dude. This, not this is the thing. lowest this is, of the lowest, dude. I I I made whoppers at Burger King. Okay, you know how much talent it required for me to make those whopper no onion. It didn't take a lot of talent. Yeah, I, I would put the patties from the other yeah. side, and I would line them up three. Okay. And it would fall off. My patties would always break. So if you ever had patties that were broken, a whopper, I'm 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 a big pot. I couldn't get these guys. Fully qualified. Would take no fully qualified. Says, takes and no then talent. I would try to like put them pieces together, like I'm playing this puzzle game. And then they would say no onions. I would forget I would put onions. And you're like taking a bite. There's onions, right? And all this other stuff. But anyways, that was my job. Yeah. I didn't need a four year or two year degree. Sure. Well, you should pay me more than whatever I was making maybe, at the time. Maybe maybe people feel like an hour of their life is not worth seven dollars. Then guess what? You know you know you know what the business owner has to do. Then this whopper is not worth a buck ninety nine. It's okay. worth three ninety nine. Yeah. And you got to pay for it. But this is this is the market. Though, you know, isn't there's it? this thing called capitalism. I hear you. And, and the math, because there's only hundred pennies in a dollar. Wait, wait. The capitalism. Yeah. I love capitalism, yeah. but there's land, labor, and capital. There's sure. Three different sides sure. of it. Of course. Labor doesn't have to always take it on the chin here. They do not, and they do not take it on the chin all the time. So if the, labor, if labor's telling you I don't want to do your job, for this, this guy position, needs to reevaluate. This is not a specialized position. I hear here, you, though. but it would, so what, what's, well, what, what's he? So, he's not so offering. Then, so then, what you're suggesting is a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Maybe what I'm suggesting is that this guy. All right. Should go out of business is what i'm suggesting if he can't oh. attract people all sure. right and there's Taco not crush. and he doesn't sure. and he he doesn't have the clientele no bro right do you know what pain these so first you're of talking all, to a guy who went out of business by the you're way you're talking so, to you're talking to a guy that's you, you had to work hundreds of hours a week for 15 years to finally be able to have the situation that you're in so i understand the world of business and how it works these restaurant guys' margins, they're working on 5%. Totally. What are you talking it, about? But I get, so what, Pat, if he is having trouble all right, attracting employees, what is his suggestion as to what? So, so let me ask you a question. To work for what, but what I'm trying to tell you is this is a basic math question, and mm -hmm. you're a math guy, okay? So when you sit there and you go through what the cost of your patty is, sure. what the cost of the meat is, the mm -hmm. lettuce, the tomato, Which all of that. Which is all going up. Which is all going up, the cost of real estate, the cost of rent, the cost of electricity, mm -hmm. the cost of cleaning crew, the cost of the cost. Of, I can go on. Cost of insurance, cost of workers' comp, cost of everything. Sure. This ain't cheap. This no, is a lot of cost. Not. And then all of that, nobody else cares about your business more than you. You have to work nonstop. You're there 24-7, seven days a week. You're missing practice. You're missing time with kids. You're missing all that stuff. Yep. And your margins at restaurants are 5%. How much is welfare? So if they apply for welfare, whatever, government assistance, yeah. but they get paid more with that than than yes, they this. will. Okay, then. So oh, I don't know about I, well. So okay. unemployment insurance, unemployment stimulus checks, so my question, everything goes on with so that. My, I mean, employees. Yeah, employees. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. question yeah. is, okay, so you say like uh, f only five percent to ten percent showed up. Maybe they're just going to these businesses and saying no after they get applied. You know. Just to show, like, well, hey, you need, I tried. Six, six months. you got to be uh, employed for six months before you can get on. First of all. Or just yeah, show that, true. like, you know, like, for, for someone to keep for, their for unemployment. unemployment. Yeah, to, to their be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, applied, today, I applied. Today, guys don't even, the lowest paying workers don't even have to go to work. The math doesn't make, it, make what, any that's sense. That's what I'm so, getting at. But, but the point is, when a Saki comes out and says, if business owners decide to raise prices because of taxes, that is a unhuman thing to do. Whatever comment she made like yeah, four weeks ago, yeah. we talked about it. She's not an Dude, economist. She is not an economist. Neither is Gerard. But the point I'm trying to make to you is you got a 5% margin. The specific story is restaurant. you got mm -hmm. a 5% margin in this. Do you know why uh, uh, companies like Facebook or companies like 
these uh, uh, software companies can pay what they pay. You know what their margins are? What do you think is the margin of these companies? Do you, don't say it. I, I want to hear what he says. What do you think their margins are? It depends on the product, but I mean, their margins are through the freaking roof. I mean, look at Apple. Apple doesn't develop a single Shit. game. Yeah, they get, and, and they're the largest distributor. So, how in the world. much does it take to sustain the app? Nothing. You just have that platform, right? Mm-hmm. They got forty percent margins. Mm-hmm. This guy's got a five percent margin. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different world when you're talking about industries. I agree. Last year, we sat there and we looked at all our employees. I sat there and I said, I want every position that I'm looking at in these 20% higher paid than we're paying right now. You know what happened to the quality of people we hired? To the roof. But we could now afford it to get Mm -hmm. people like Mm -hmm. that, right? Seven years ago, we couldn't. Five years ago, we couldn't. Now we can. Here we go. We brought seven C-suite executives new. We went from two or three to seven new C-suite executives that we have with a bigger pay, with better bonuses, with better equity because now we can afford it. This restaurant guy is not a freaking rich guy that you think. This guy's broke. Mm-hmm. He's had a rough 18 months, and he's dealing with 5% margin. I don't think that he's rich, but I, I think that like he's not entitled to other people's labor. He's got to compete for people's labor. Yeah, and just because he, he opened he, up a taco shop doesn't guarantee that he's going to be successful. Nobody's Great, congratulations. Saying, guys, yeah. nobody's saying this, but you guys are disputing math. You got a five percent margin you're dealing with. So if so I can, can he, he knows that going in. Yeah, he no, knows that uh, if things, maybe it's ten percent as well. Like, oh, but if things like don't a work out, plan, man. guys, yeah. you're sitting, you're talking as if these these are restaurants, tens of thousands of restaurants you go to. So if these guys stop tomorrow and they say they don't want to do this anymore to serve you. You ain't got a place to go. You got to figure out a way for these guys to also survive. Now, margins wise, if you're saying you got to pay more, no problem. But you also have to agree that they're going to have to raise prices. 20%. We're all going to. They're going to be raising prices. Anyway, so you're okay man. with that? I, I'm not okay with it, but I'm not. You can't. You the can't say. You can't say pay employees more, but don't raise the prices. The inevitability of inflation. Prices are going up anyway. Why would somebody? You're going to have a. You're going to have. Uh, oh, I forget the term of it. Um, oh shit. Social stratification. No, the, there's a term. There's a term for basically. It's like a disillusioned employee, right? So like bread. When bread is a dollar, making seven dollars. Yeah. Fine, I'll do it. When bread is $5, make it $7 an hour, they're just like, screw it. It's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an hour of my life for a loaf of bread. I'm not going to work. Then, then, then if you're okay with the guy raising prices to meet his 5 to 10% margin, then he should pay more. You're asking totally if, I, if I'm okay with inflation. It's a fact of life. I'm not saying increased, increasing inflation. No. You're saying to compete in a market. Competing in the market is meaning I have to go above and beyond inflation to be able to hang with other people. Sure. That's mm-hmm. two different things. You're not saying to... You know, raise it according to inflation. No, because a guy across the street from me that's a fifty billion dollar fast food joint and a restaurant, I can't compete okay. with that guy. L- let me let me ask you this yeah. then. Okay, let me take that. Go same, back to the same Walmart let, and the market let, across let me, the street. Let me take that yeah. same logic. Okay, and if I go up to that guy and I say, "Hey, look, your taco is four dollars, but I I only got three. It should only be three dollars. That's all I have. I only make nine dollars an hour. I'm, I I can't spend half my go money elsewhere. on a taco. Go elsewhere. Yeah, those employees are going elsewhere. Totally get he's it. not paying enough. I get this. They go elsewhere. This guy's. Yeah. It's too You know how much money he's got in I the go bank. Elsewhere. You know how much he's got in the bank. How much do you think this guy's got in the bank? Don't care. Maybe it's a recruit- should, he's yeah. not entitled to being a business Is owner. It a he needs to come up with a better business. I don't model. disagree with the part that many people that are business owners shouldn't be business owners. I don't right. disagree with that. But the basics of math works this way. If you want me to pay you more, I have to make my margin sure. back on the cent. Sure. So I have to raise prices. If you're okay with raising prices, I'll pay you more. And if if he raises prices. And the market suggests that your product that, sucks. Bingo. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a problem. If you can't get employees, you that's, have to do something to get that's employees. Not, but, but you just went from one angle thinking it's just a one angle story. It's like a five dimensional conversation I, here. I, th- I think that the guy probably just. Look, 
my thing is this, man. Nobody is entitled to. I'm not entitled to that man's tacos. He's not entitled to this man's do you, labor. Do you know how? You're not entitled to anybody else's anything. What, do you know what percentage? Do you know how many people work in a restaurant business in America pre-COVID? You know what that number is? I, I would bet forty it's million high. people. I would bet it's pretty high. Forty man. million people. Yeah, you know, over ten percent of the you population. Know, you know how many of them don't have a job? You know how many people in New York right now are getting crushed because they don't have the cash to survive? You know how many people are getting destroyed because they can't get people to come back to work? So they're like, dude, I don't even know what to do. Hey, honey, can you come and work with me? It's not because their product sucks. The climate sucks. Mm -hmm. This is not the small business owner's fault. You to say, screw you, get the hell out of here. Right. I'm in the sales business, right? My sales guys that go through certain things. You have to understand the challenges they're facing at times. When we first had the COVID, I'm like, hey, you suck. Here's what you got. I'm telling you, it's not how this thing works. That's how innovation works, though, Pat. Is he offering You're right. equity? And is we, he offering paid days off? What's he offering? If he can't offer more money, what's he offering to when it, it, entice people? When you're small, you don't have a lot to offer. That's why it's called small business owner. 49% of Americans work for a small I, business dude, owner. I love small business owners. Yeah. This guy sounds like a bad business it's owner. It's not one guy, though. Well, I'm not talking about one guy. It's plenty of guys. Let me say, it, it, Pat, it's, whether this guy's got a good business model or bad business model, it's almost irrelevant. It's the climate that we're in. What was it? Two-thirds of people were getting paid more to stay home during that's the pandemic yeah. than to go to work. So right. that's part of the climate. Stimulus checks, yeah. unemployment insurance, talked issue. about welfare. Huge issue. Yeah. But let me say something. If you're an employee right now, We've talked about the great reset, the great resignation. People are, all right, does this, do I even like this job? Maybe we're, we're seeing left and right. 50% of the workforce is uh, thinking about changing jobs. If you're an employee right now, you talked about paying your staff 20% more. I assume that's at PHP. Um, now's the time to go get your raise. I think uh, if you're, if you're um, an employee, typically you get, what, a 2 to 3% raise a year, inflation, cost you know, of cost of living adjustment, all that. Now... With inflation that's going on right now, now you should be looking for at least minimum 5%, okay? Minimum. But if you're really good at what you do, you're, you're talking about paying 20% more. Go get your money. The time is now. As in, it, usually the, 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 um, the power is in the business owner, right, or in the small business. Hey, we create the, the wages. You, know, you come work for us. Now, for whatever reason, call it the climate, call it the pandemic, call it everything that's going on. Now's the time to go get your money. So if you're in between jobs and you're not happy right now, yeah. go get your money and, and you'll you'll get what the market pays you. Yeah. Okay. The, the the pain, the pain of a business owner. If you're not one, you're not gonna know the pain of the business owner. If if you don't know the pain of what a lot of these guys are going today that are creating jobs for people, you have no clue what it is. You know, when we'll hire people and I'll and I'll judge people that work for a company based on one basic thing. It's very easy to say, you should give that guy a raise, but it's not your money. It's very easy to say, we should do this more, but it's not your money. And the guys that typically eventually end up being leaders are the guys that manage the money as if it's their own money. This small mm -hmm, business yeah. owner's margins are tiny. You're throwing around stuff saying, well, you don't deserve to do this. Yeah, say that to uh, 100,000 restaurants today in America. Yep. They're getting crushed. So then the argument becomes that UBI is necessary for certain people. The argument becomes, let's give some money to certain people. I'm not with that, buddy. I talk to these guys, and they have probably more anxiety, panic, 18 months, divorces, challenges, kids, issues than you would even know today because of what happened last 18 months. And now mm -hmm. you can't even get people to go to work? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what happens when socialism shows up and you give money away for free. When you start doing that, workers don't show up. Okay, all right, let's go to the next topic here. Uh, let's see what we got. Which one do we want to go to? Let's pick one of these stories. Uh, 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 we covered Chappelle Tyson Fury. No? Let's go to the 130 countries. Let's go page seven. Mm -hmm. Let's go to page seven corporate taxes. 
Washington Post story, more than 130 countries reached deal on corporate minimum tax. Uh, they have agreed on sweeping changes on how big global companies are taxed, including 15% minimum corporate rate designed to deter multinationals from stashing profits in low-tax uh, countries. The deal announced Friday is an attempt to address the ways globalization and digitalization have changed the world economy. The agreement uh, amongst 136 countries representing 90% of the global economy was announced by the Paris based organization for cooperation and economic uh, development, which hosted the talks that led to it. The OECD said that the minimum tax would reap some $150 billion for governments. The global minimum tax at 15% would apply to companies that with more uh, with more than uh, $864 billion in revenue. I so think that's a million. I don't think that... No, no, that's a billion. That's, that's Annual? That, that's a worldwide billion. Okay. That is billion, of course. Uh, it's going to go from $150 billion to $864 billion if they apply this 15% corporate minimum tax across 130 countries who have agreed. Thoughts? Here's what I want you to do, because I think as the only one who is a full-on business owner, corporate business owner, why don't you give us the good, the bad, the ugly of this? Because you've been pretty opinionated on I don't on think this. this has to do, I think this has to do more with uh, uh, who, who doesn't get to compete. Okay, so mm-hmm. think about this. How many planets do we have to? How many options do we have on planets to live on today? We've got the Earth got, and Mars. Mars is coming. Well, sh- Mars, I mean, bitches. Elon left his girl, so he's probably currently. got he's probably got a little bit more time okay. to focus yeah. on it yeah. because his his girl was a little bit of a distraction, <laughs> That's maybe. True. So, but we only have one planet, right? I agree. Okay. Outside, how many countries do we have in this planet? What two hundred? Let's say two hundred countries, what? give or take. Sometimes one ninety-five, sometimes two twenty. Let's say two hundred, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. If all of these guys all of a sudden agree on the same corporate minimum tax rate, where do you go if you're not happy somewhere? Where do you go? Mm -hmm. What's your option now? What's your choice now? What do you do now? It's the same. What are the countries that aren't signing on to this? I guess that's 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 right. And by the way, uh, the one country that Apple, Google, what was the one country? Ireland. They're all in Ireland, Ireland, right? Yeah. Now they they were twelve and a half percent. They're also agreeing. And they finally went to fifteen. Fifteen. So what? What? Why are they so excited about doing this? Ask that question. Why are you so excited about raising the corporate tax rate? Where's the I money think, going? I think and yeah, who they want to no, find what, that what money. What is it though? What's the motive? What's the real motive to want to do something like this? I think the, the, a term you always use is a race to the bottom. So like, uh, Hungary is at nine percent. Ireland's been at twelve and a half percent. You have countries like Russia, Saudi Arabia, twenty percent, and uh, China. I think was at twenty five percent. Then you have the majority of the G seven countries somewhere around like twenty five, twenty seven percent. So I think you, you always hear, and I'm not a corporate tax finance guy, you know, that's not my thing, but you always hear about Amazon pays zero in taxes. Apple pays zero in taxes. How are they getting away with this? Then you hear the argument that, I, you, you, I remember you did it on the whiteboard with me, like why are we paying any corporate taxes? Because yeah. taxes are, individuals are taxed. Yeah. So I think it's just a complicated- Payroll tax. Yeah, all that. So I, that's why, I, you know- the optics of it it's is... It's not only double tax. You're getting triple tax. It's tax on tax that. on tax. Explain it's nonstop. That. It's no, the money you're making, you're paying taxes on the income. You're paying taxes on corporate. You're paying taxes on sales. You're paying... Yeah. By the time you really come to, come down to what money stays with you, it's not as big as people think it is. Now, what the whole thing with 0% state, uh, 0% taxes they're talking about is how mm-hmm. a company was worth a half a billion dollars, a half a, tr- a trillion dollars. Now it's a... Seven hundred billion dollar company. They haven't spent the money. They've made two hundred billion dollars. We should tax that 
you know, valuation of the company that went up or your net worth went up, we should tax that additional wealth that you made. You didn't do anything with the money. You haven't taken it out. It's just your net worth's gone up, right? Not even capital mm-hmm. gains. There's not been an exchange yet for the stocks to, they want to add taxes to that. But I'm asking another question here. Why do you think they're so excited about raising it and making it equal to everybody? Uh, Why are they doing that? What's I, the I, motive there? Well, when you want people to stop smoking, you increase the price of cigarettes through taxes. When you want people to stop drinking, you increase the price of vice through taxes. You want people to get off of gas and become carbon neutral, you increase the price. I think that this is something you talked about the small business owner before. This is, again, one of their things where only many few, few, few international corporations are going to be able to take on the extra 3 4% in tax. In addition, by the way, to the taxes that they have for import and export. I mean, that was one of the big things that we have with China, China was the, the trade deficit. This is something I was completely wrong about. This is something I've changed my mind 180 degrees on. I used to be completely supply side. And I'd say, I don't care if there's a trade deficit. I don't care if China taxes our companies 40% to import there and they and we tax them nothing to import here. That helps me, the consumer. I can have $6 underwear instead of $9 underwear. That helps me. Yeah. Right? You can get your third pair of underwear uh, anytime you want. Pair, yeah, yeah. Off your girlfriend's floor, Adam. Boom. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, the so I was just late last night. By the way, did you have a good time with me? I did. Hey, you ditched us. It better been good. We want details. Did she really come visit? (laughs) As you were saying about corporate tax, (laughs) your mom came to check on the cats. Adam, we were (laughs) hanging out. Yeah, dude. Long story short, man. Like only massive companies that have serious government. Interconnection are going to be able to handle this on a national level. So, yeah. What's this here? Let me see. What's going on here? I never knew Ah, that corporate tax would be this risk. A. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of yeah underpants. At the end of the day, like we we always talk about competition. I mean, big business they can compete, small can't. Um, That's going to affect a, a lot of people's way of living, especially in some of these smaller countries. You know, one of the things that I've been able to do, you know, being a professional bodybuilder was a travel world. Um, <laughs> who's going to cheat is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah, you what think I'm thinking Ru- right you now. Think you think going yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, who's going to cheat? You think China's going to play fair? Yeah. Great. Well, China's, China's already not been at 25%. Yeah. Not, okay, I mean, so they're not like, in it. So I, but are there allies? Is China's the, allies going to cheat? The big domino to drop here who's was Ireland. Because Ireland was, was like the tax haven for all these... Yep. Major corporations at twelve and a half percent. Yours and they no. weren't. They yeah, want a one. Mind. They want a one world government so yeah. bad, dude. They and they, you can't see it. I mean, this shows so it, right? Badly. I mean, that's exactly what this is. This is that's, where's that's unelected the direc- bureaucracy. That's the direction. I mean, where's the money going to go? Essentially, yeah. how do they enforce it? Right. You know? How do they enforce what? How do they enforce this? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? How do they enforce? Let's it? I mean, l- l- like, let's say like, we have the IRS. Yeah. But we're talking about outside of the U.S. Everybody has their Each own of these countries have tax. their own tax right. system. Right. So right. Each of these countries is going to get their yeah. money. It's not going to okay. be skirting the tax laws anymore. I see that that seems to be the bottom line so here. All these tax loopholes and paying zero taxes. Sorry, corporate uh, corporations. Mm-hmm. Time to pay. So that then, seems to be so the then, big win for Yellen and Biden. So basically, here. I said it. So basically, a country like let's just say Spain, they say, okay, Adam, uh, you did in our country five million dollars or whatever. Where here's your bill. And then I took a siesta. <laughs> Guys, one hundred and fifty to eight ninety-five. That's how much is uh, increasing. One hundred and fifty to eight ninety-five. That's a solid amount. That is that's crazy. That's six sex overnight. Okay, <laughs> in collecting taxes, it's not a bad deal, right there, to make that kind of money. Kai, are you trying to say something? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know how how long this is going to go through because the thing with cartels like that, where everyone has to be in agreement, the only successful cartel that's really been over an extended period of time is OPEC, which controls the oil prices. But with here, all you need is one outlier to just drop through, and then all the countries are suddenly going to start funneling to that country, and they're going to be making a lot of money that way. So, well, there's already me, countries that haven't signed on to this. Yeah, okay. so 136 companies uh, countries have we're representing what 90 percent of the global economy. There's still 10 percent lingering out there. Which so if you want to go business in yeah. business in Bangladesh. Have at it, Hoss. Which, which I just one don't of the know. major economies is not in it? Do you I, know? I don't know, no. Can you see if you can pull it up in, in like 30 not seconds? Many. Just, see, just see. think about, though, just think about how... Is this bad, many though? Many improvements. Is this a bad thing? Great this is and benevolent bad thing. governments this is a bad thing. So why would all these countries go, go sign on to this? Because they're greedy and because they're working towards uh, you know, a one-world government. Don't think, I don't think that countries that want to... Uh, get that money are greedy they want that tax revenue that's for what that is greed for what that's greed well it's the, uh, we all want our money that we're all what, greedy what, take, taking tax revenue from what the people that are earning the the money the right? corporations right they're earning money it's through... not like they're using so what are they going to use this money for whatever the hell they want as their government right yeah, exactly kenya that's nigeria pakistan gonna... and sri lanka jeez so if you want to go do Ireland's business in, in kenya no? sri lanka pakistan have at it yeah. Out of the out of the OECD, the only four countries that said no is Kenya, Nigeria, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Okay. Which is uh, you ain't got is a lot any, of options. Yeah. Right anyone there. trying to go do business there? No. You no. ain't got a lot of options there. But I hear nightlife in Sri Lanka is actually not bad. Ooh, I hear Djibouti it's, is where it's yeah. at though. But that's your kind of a market, right? Yeah. Djibouti. So, anyways, hey, uh, are we doing podcast Thursday or no? We are on on Thursday. Okay. We may have a special guest with us on Thursday, oh, depending hey, on calendar. I don't know if we are going to or not, but we'll see. So, folks, uh, uh, stay tuned. We'll be back on it again this Tuesday, uh, Thursday. Pot, uh, this Thursday, same time. If you didn't get a chance to watch, if you're in a bodybuilding world, and if you didn't get a chance to watch Phil Heath's commentary with Gerard and Roy on Mr. Olympia that happened Saturday night, you ought to go watch it. If you're in the bodybuilding community, you may want to go watch it. Kai, let's put the link below, both in the chat uh, section job, as well Thank as you. the I description. And if you haven't you subscribed have. to Valuetainment Sports and you're that small community who loves sports, go subscribe to Valuetainment Sports. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.